Welcome to the Positively Star Wars Senate Podcast. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. May the Force be with you. Looky, looky, Simitai. He's a Jedi arriving. And welcome to the November 2022 episode of the Positively Star Wars Senate Podcast. This episode was recorded on Sunday the 6th of November 2022, using the powerful dyad of the Force, which pairs two Force-sensitive beings, making them one in the Force, and sharing a connection that spans across time and space, uh, otherwise known as Microsoft and Skype in this case. My name is Stephen, the Chancellor of this Senate, the obligatory Brit contingent of this otherwise American crew. American skeleton crew, perhaps, as we all get together to talk positively about Star Wars for roughly the next two hours. This episode is brought to you by the number 12. Yes, not 11, not 13, but never more than 12. Never more than 12. Also, before we get going proper, it's time to hear a quick word from our sponsors. Okay. Yep. Thanks to them very much. Keeping their podcast going every month. We wouldn't be here about them. So whereas I'm in the UK, I'm as ever joined this month by my positive friends across that great fast pond in the United States of America, who are in random Skype order this month. Ricky. Hello. Ryan. Hello there. Marie. Hello. And Ron. Greetings and salutations, fellow senators and chancellor. Thank you all for joining joining us all together. And uh, on this month's show, we have roughly got on the agenda uh, the last three episodes of Andor um, that have occurred before we've done recordings. That's episodes seven, eight, and nine. That's Andor seven, eight, and nine, not Star Wars Skywars saga. Um, and talking about the tales of the Jedi, and possibly some High Republic, depending on how much we wabble on about um, those other previous two topics. But as ever, first of all, we go around the big table that stretches across that fast water, and we see what all of us have been up to in the last 30 days in Star Wars land. And we shall start with the order again that Skype gives me, and we will start with Ricky. Hello. Um, yeah, so coming off of Halloween, I did dress up as a Jedi this year. I bought a new costume, which was awesome. Uh, I've been Batman the last couple of years, so um, being a Star Wars character is always fun for Halloween. And then I, I carved a pumpkin that had lightsabers on it, so that was fun. And then my daughter was Padme, um, so we kind of matched. So that, that's been fun. Um, and then what else have I done? I've been rewatching the OT. Um, I don't know if it's because... Uh, in this week, um, well, by the time this, this comes out, it's probably going to be over, but Fortnite is doing um, Skywalker Week, so they put a bunch of OT skins in there, so they put uh, Princess Leia and Han Solo and Luke, and you can change out their outfits depending on which uh, OT movie, so that kind of inspired me to watch the, I think we watched all three of them, I was watching uh, 
it's just weird because my daughter is actually watching Return of the Jedi yesterday, and then I just happened to walk in on the part where um the ending when you know the Luke battle with Vader, and I ended up sitting there for like twenty minutes watching the rest of the movie. <laughs> I wasn't even planning on doing that, but uh, you just get so hooked in those movies; it's so, they're so iconic. Um, but yeah, Fortnite's been fun. Uh, so you got lightsabers in there right now and everything. So um, I don't think I bought anything else um, new stuff except um, in my attempts to subliminally like subconsciously up one up Ryan on his board game purchases. I did start playing <laughs> X-Wing. Um, I bought the originals. I think I got the first edition ones for both uh, TFA and. A New Hope, and I did a eBay bid for the Millennium Falcon, which is coming in a couple days, and I bought the Phantom 2 ship, which I guess goes with the Ghost. What? Which is in real life. Yeah, what is that ship? I don't know what that is. I didn't recognize that one, but it always seems it's like it's Rebels. going for a decent amount. Yeah, it's the same one as Rebels. Like, on Rebels, the, the main ship was the Ghost, and it had, like, a little, like, mini ship, like a shuttle that came off of it, and it was called the Phantom. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be that ship. Kane and Ezra would like take the Phantom while the other crew stayed on the Ghost and do other missions. So, um, but yeah, the game's pretty fun. We played it yesterday uh, for the first time, so um, it's it was it was pretty cool. It lasted a few hours because we just kept going in circles, chasing each other. But it was it was fun. And uh, prepping for my daughter's birthday because she wanted to have a Star Wars birthday this year finally. So, been uh, it's been a long time coming, but yeah, I'm finally getting to throw a. Star Wars birthday party for my kids, so I ordered a bunch of stuff from Amazon for decorations that, uh, some traditional, uh, stuff with, like, you know, the Death Star and all that stuff, and some cutesy looking stuff with, uh, the characters, but, uh, yeah, should be good. You could get a, um, you get a Death Star cake, and you put a candle on the top, and you could burn it, and then when you blow it, <laughs> it blows up the Death Star. Now I'm gonna do, a probably from trying to either make one, or find a Death Star piñata, so that way you can, like, hit it and it explodes. <laughs> Yeah, it's and I might throw some little um, stormtrooper figures in there, so when it pops open, they fall over the place. Yes, there's those candles, those birthday candles that kind of bloom into a flower. You oh, could yeah. paint it like the Death Star, and when it blooms open, you can have I don't know a bunch of guts or whatever something <laughs> of people just blowing up. Yes, that's a good time for us to uh, take time out and remember the amount of number of imperial. Stormtroopers and personnel that died on the first Death Star. Not enough. And the person that enough. runs the coffee shop there. I think there was a Starbucks there. Yeah, there was a Starbucks <laughs> on there. Definitely More was. Yes, I think there was. Uh, um, there was probably a queue somewhere, and somebody on strike as well. A um, non-union Starbucks blew up. So well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okey-dokey. Right. Uh, onwards and on to Ryan. So since we really don't have any news this week, I'll just say what's coming up before our next discussion as far as High Republic. So November 22nd should be the release of the Convergence adult novel. And also November 30th is the Dark Horse High Republic Adventures comic uh, coming out. So that's the upcoming High Republic stuff coming out before our next discussion. And as far as news, I finished Path of Deceit. Shockingly, Hoopla. (laughs) Hoopla got, uh, they got Quest for the Hidden City day and date of release. So I started reading that ebook. And the biggest news is last night, I finally finished Clone Wars. So Mm -hmm. I finished the last four episodes of that. 
And, and I watched the first episode of Rebels this morning. You've taken your first step into a larger world. So, Tony. Yeah, I, I jumped into it. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to finish Clone Wars tonight. And I was like, I'm going to watch Rebels tomorrow. And I was able to put an episode in. And I, was, I did it all just to prepare for something to talk about because I had no news. So I was like, I'll watch Rebels. So what do you think about that change of animation style? Because there is a difference between Clone Wars and, and Rebels. It's a nightmare. Um, it really is. So it's, for me personally, it's, it's hard to watch because it looks like it's a Disney Junior show. But I do have to say, like, the ships and the explosions and most non-human-like characters do look surprisingly good. It's, uh, whatever the kid's name is, not Kanan. Ezra? Ezra. Yeah, he only said his name once, and then they said Kanan's, like, three times. Uh, but yet, the way that they move, it's like they don't know what they do with their elbows, Mm-hmm. And it drives, it's like their forearms are too long. Like it really drives me crazy. It's a bit and it just a bit Scooby Doo. Yeah, sort of run so, slightly bent forward and all that. So. And on the Scooby Doo thing, I do got to say I really enjoy Freddie Prince Jr. as the voice of Kanan. Like I think it fits really well. Oh, yeah, I think he does really good. Um, but yeah, it's it was decent. It was beginning. Different, yeah. yeah, it's it was. I I, I got to say I did enjoy it. So I was like, well, it had some good stories. The characters all seem like they're voiced well. Some animation is hard to watch. Like I said, the characters are just shaped weird. But when they blew up some TIE fighters, I was like, dang, that almost looks like a movie. Like the way that they shot the TIE fighters down. And they just kill a lot of people. Like they're just throwing grenades at people yeah. and they're blowing stuff up. And and the Empire is just shooting people for stealing fruit. I was like, man, they're just trying to blast these guys while I drive it. And like, so... But yeah, I'll, I'm going to keep giving it a shot, give it a try, because I feel yeah, like I got to learn. It's uh, gets really good towards the end. Like the oh, there's okay. some really, uh, definitely some really good stuff. I need to I need to rewatch it. I don't think I've rewatched it since it was on. Um, I always remember the what? everything's quite, I know, I know it's terrible. Everything's quite um, smooth, isn't it? Much smoother um, er, everything is in, yeah. in Rebels compared to the Clone Wars. And what I always remember is, I, as, as I used to say it at the time, how shiny the stormtroopers are! <laughs> yeah, so oh, yeah. Again, it's, it just comes straight with a cleaner. Ryan, <laughs> there were like little shorts that came out, um, kind of introducing the characters uh, when the show came on. I don't know if those are on Disney Plus though. They were like little quick. Like, I didn't maybe. see. I went straight to Rebels. Uh, I might have to look for if they have like a more section or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have it under the extras. If not, look on YouTube because I think they yeah. they have those on YouTube as well. They might be under the official Star Wars banner. They might not, but um, I know that I saw at least one of those on YouTube. And then, if you need something to read or audiobook, try to find a new Don because that kind of sets up uh, Kanan and Hera. I might have to do that after Convergence, just because mm-hmm. High, Repu- High Republic is my focus for Wait, right so now. What did you so. think of the end of the Clone Wars? it was a movie man it really freaking was Mm. like it was like i said the animation was top you know top peak the characters are still shaped weird to me but again that's my own personal i don't want to and back to rebels i don't want to say the animation is bad it's just personally not my style i I never like that stuff it's like oh the show's terrible it's like no you don't like the animation so it's my personal preference. I'm not a fan of CGI, as I usually say. So that's why it's weird. But as far as this, again, it's like they don't know how to draw shins and forearms. They're always move really weird to that, me. That was my issue but, with Clone Wars. But yeah, the the face, you know, like I said, the faces, the fight was great. The story was sad. Um, 
it made me really want to rewatch Revenge of the Sith. So it's just it fits in there perfectly. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it was really movie quality, and it just makes me excited for when my son finally gets up there because he's a big Maul fan. Um, so seeing Ahsoka, and I, I kind of feel like people would dog on Mace Windu for being like, "Sorry, citizen, this is has to deal with the Jedi Council." And I totally a Mace Windu guy because I see all sorts of people be like, if it wasn't for Mace, Anakin wouldn't have turned. I'm like, no, Mace just saw what was coming and he was the only one brave enough to spout it out. Even when we talk about Tales to Jedi, I will be standing up for Mace because I was like, well, he was right, wasn't he? So, but yeah, when he said, sorry, citizen, I was like, oh, eat that, Ahsoka. Did you, <laughs> like, you notice, um, did you notice uh, Depa Balaba and uh, Kanan in the background during that meeting? And they're looking at the hollow in tails. No, in uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, Ryan. So when you re when you get a chance to rewatch mm. that with 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 your your kid, however long that's going to be, whatever, it's going to be a fun rewatch because you sort of um, blitzkrieged yeah. it. You sort of uh, binged it, and there's a lot to that. So yeah, to take in tails, to take in revenge again, and to come back to it and watch that again. Because every time I've rewatched that those uh, that arc. It's very yeah. powerful. You know, you find a little bit more in just a couple of tweaks. And like Ricky say, there's a little bit of uh, connective tissue there with Kanan in the background and just and the then, timeline yeah. of it all. It's it's, it's, think, it's wonderfully I powerful. I missed the whole Drayden Voss bit talking to Maul part, too. I didn't even realize that until I watched it like a third time. Yeah. But I will say, Who's that? you have Let's a unique experience. Uh, Drayden, the guy from Solo, the bad guy, he's he's the one talking to Maul on the Holonet? What do you call it? In the Clone Wars? Yeah, there's a brief communication. Uh, you see him, very brief. Yeah. But yeah, that's oh, that kind of thing. Exactly right. Yeah, Ryan, that's what I'm trying to point out. It's the rewatch of that, second time, third time, you pick up little things, yeah. and more and more of that connective tissue just makes you go, "Oh, this is such a powerful story." Such and a it, it, it does intercut heartbreaking, um, yeah. tie-in, and just a beautiful, wonderful tie-in. I will suggest you have a very unique perspective that to go that we didn't have that we had a break to go from Clone mm. Wars. Um, to Rebels from the from the animation style that we saw Rebels and yeah. saw it with a new animation style, but we were so far removed from um, the Clone Wars that I don't want to say we didn't notice. We obviously noticed, but it just wasn't as jarring. Couple uh, uh, add on top of that, you're not a big fan of animation to begin with or CGI animation. CGI, I would yeah, yeah. I would imagine that um, that that transition was was just. Like I said, you have a unique experience uh, than most because of that sort of watch, the process you watch. But I'm glad to hear that you did because, yeah, you've got a lot of great story under your belt. But a rewatch in your travels will be um, well served. Yeah, we were just happy to get some uh, new animation when Rebels came out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it feels like I really want another what if story because what if Ahsoka, I know they can't because the story's already been written. But if Ahsoka would have teamed up with Maul because Maul had the right idea, he's like, he wanted to take out Palpatine for one, because of what Palpatine did to him and two, because he was gaining power and, you know, she didn't believe him on Anakin. I understand it's impossible to tell that story, but it just adds another, you know, the what if type thing, like visions for star Wars. Like, well, what if, um, you know, Anakin didn't turn to the dark side or what if Anakin helped Mace Windu, you know, the usual what if stories, but now this is one that I add to my kind of, lacking memory bank is what if ahsoka decided to join maul would they be strong enough to stop palpatine honestly i say no um and they would just both die anyway but you know it's it it's good i wanted to see more of ahsoka 
I felt like I got a lot of her in this character, and I'm trying to learn more for Rebels because I also want to learn more about Thrawn. Because uh, nobody can tell me what's good about Thrawn. The internet loves Thrawn, <laughs> and I ask all the time. And I was like, he looks boring to me. I don't care about a military he's, general. He's got one hell of a plan. You think Palpatine's plan is 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 good? Thrawn's really yeah. So we'll get we'll get have to get into that with you, Ryan, as you as you as you make your way through Rebels, or whatever. Because yeah, it definitely has a slow burn at first, and then got got the got the hashtag HSO yeah for whatever because it it did get good. But yeah, Thrawn. I, I will echo that sentiment with you as as you start watching and get more and more into it. With the, he'd be with a perfect the, um, character for Andor. <laughs> but yeah, Ryan or um uh, the Chancellor's correct that yeah he's uh, that Thrawn dude man he's got the ultimate long long play game, long game. plan uh, <laughs> of of chess moves you know he's like twenty five moves uh, into his he's plan. Trying- I understand. I think with Thrawn and the problem they have with Thrawn probably the problem they got with Ahsoka is how to make them. They're so good, but they also have to legislate for other stuff that's already happened. So they can't be yeah. that good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's obviously why they threw Fraun out to the outer rim. Oh, sorry, spoiler. Um, I think we probably know <laughs> that way. But uh, that's why they got rid of Fraun. Um, and that's how they tried to explain in this. You see how it explains where Ahsoka was as well in the OT um, stuff, which would be interesting to get your take on that when you get to it, because that caused quite a bit of um, conversation around the uh, the uh, Star Wars universe. So, but yeah, they both, yeah, Thrawn is made to be like a, a Sherlock Holmes, but yet he can't be a Sherlock Holmes because Palpatine's already a Sherlock Holmes of the yeah. uh, Star Wars world. Um, Soka is made up to be like the best Jedi it's gonna or be force weird. user ever, but then she can't be because she can't be there when you got uh, everybody's yeah. so-called hero Luke. So yes, the, they. Ryan's first uh, in you know encounter with the Inquisitor was going to be Kenobi. So well, him watching Rebels now is going to be. Well, it was it was actually the comics. So that's what I was going to ask. Was this the first appearance of the Inquisitor? Yes. Or with the comic first? What's I comic? think this might have been first. I think this was 2014. In the original Vader series that came out, I don't know, in like 2012 or 15, 2015, I think, uh, I he fights the Inquisitor. So it might have been the 2017 series. So, yeah, this show was probably the first. I think this was the first. Well, it's a challenge yeah. for the storytellers for sure. That right, you ha- you have a bunch of pieces already in play, and and you can't have a you can't keep introducing new bad guys. You have to have that bad guy and and shaking his fist at the end of every episode, going, "I'll get you next time." Is a challenge. So yeah, it, oh, it, yeah. It, it it makes for a creative box that is difficult to work in. But when they do it well, and they have, they have done it very well with everything we've been watching so far, or whatever. You know, it's so much fun to see how they do it, you know, to, to, to see the story unfold and to see how they sort of work in that, uh, co- that constrained creative box that is uh, the Star Wars universe and characters that we know and love and where are they during times and eras that we know and love. I think they did yeah. they the form card, form card uh, very well doing Rebels. They've not made it like he's some sort of a complete, you know, Scooby-Doo fit in who's just uh, that kind of stuff. They, 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 he's, he's lift up to the... He's sniffed up to the hype, should we say, um, but he's not quite surpassed that hype. Um, but yeah, they, they, he's, they played him quite well doing that. Uh, I never read any of the books. played yet, him quite so. well when it comes to Ahsoka, because he's more or less bound to be in Ahsoka. 
And honestly, the reason I'm watching all this is because Ahsoka appeared in Mandalorian or whatever. And because Thrawn got a name drop. And I'm like, okay, I have to learn more about these characters. I mean, obviously, you guys have been pushing me for a while, but... You know, it's Ahsoka's getting her own show and Thrawn might be part of it. And I was like, OK, I have to learn more about this stuff. Um, I got to see what's going on. So, yeah, I so suspect it, you're going to be pleasantly surprised that you did, you know, happy that you did uh, to help. I don't think you're going to need it for the Ahsoka series, but to help uh, with that uh, series. I think I think it's really Mando, kind of time. Well, sir, right. glad you did it. Especially, I think the chances are high that Finoni might have a little bit of, a, you know, things like the world between worlds drop might in the Ahsoka series might come into play in some respects and uh, hopefully not too much I know Ron is probably fingers crossed that it doesn't um, <laughs> come into play too much um, and you, you understand why we keep making jokes about space whales as well so um, <laughs> eventually, <laughs> eventually, he, yeah, eventually he will he hasn't yet um, mm-hmm. so yeah it, it, it had to have helped because if you don't do Clone Wars especially the extended that very last season whatever the Tales of the Jedi one then would be very intriguing, right? If you hadn't watched yeah. Clone Wars and you see that Ahsoka um, practice makes perfect episode, I think it's five or, or short five, you know, you'd be like, what What was that last scene? I never saw that. You know, what was that all about type of thing? And make you, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to make you go watch Clone Wars, but having watched Clone Wars, seeing that episode and then practice makes perfect, there wasn't much to it right up until that end. And then you go, oh, wow, okay. That helps to yeah. explain how she's able to do what she did in that scene. And it just makes Tales of the Jedi even more sad. Yeah. Yeah, it just makes it sad. It's really good. Okay. Uh, almost forgotten that we're, we're still going around the table. Um, <laughs> so we're on to Marie. Well, I'll keep it brief then. Um, mostly just rewatching Andor. Um, I have been rereading the novelization of The Phantom Menace here and there, but I'm also reading a really, really long book that is non-Star Wars related, so I'm reading that one in little bits and pieces. Um, War and Peace? Is that War and Peace? No, it's not War and Peace, but, um, <laughs> but it's a, a very time. long book um, also <clears throat> that also is uh, has been made into a film that has courted quite a bit of controversy on Netflix, so we'll put it that way. Oh, 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 um, oh let's see. Is it, it's, not the one, it's not the one based in my country, is it? No. No, okay. Not that one, no. But... Um, Let's see, what else have I been doing? I've also been doing um, a little bit of giving uh, Diego Luna and Adria Arjona their bilingual pay because every time I watch Andor in English, I will go back and rewatch it under the uh, Latin American Spanish uh, where they did their own um, their own dub into the uh, Spanish for Latin America. So if you are bilingual or if you're interested in seeing this, uh, do make sure to... Um, to give them a little bit more of that revenue, that streaming revenue by um, going back and and uh, rewatching with uh, the Spanish Latino America turned on because um, that is where um, where Diego Luna and Adria Arjona will be doing their own Spanish dub. The Spanish for Spain, unfortunately, is different actors, but um, I'm really enjoying that too, not just because of them, but um, the guy who does Keto Loy, I still have to find out who he is, but I love his voice in Spanish. It's it's amazing. Um, other than that, I do want to go back and um, rewatch Rogue One, but I still haven't gotten around to it because I'm busy reading this long novel that's taking forever to get through. Um, 
And that's really it from here. Like I said, I keep it brief. So that's me. I wonder, I wonder what the ratings are for those. You think about it. There's lots of, um, I don't know if there's lots, you'll know more than me. There, there are other programs, TV programs that do this different dubbins and, and audio and stuff. I wonder what the ratings are for all those. Do we, is, 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 do we ever find out? I don't I never hear it talked about, do you? Um, What's that? I was wondering what the ratings are like. How many people? Japanese dub. Yeah, how many people? You know, how many people listen to these things in the other languages? Um, um, I don't know. I I don't know if there's any way of finding out like uh, ratings mm. for a particular a particular audio dub because I mean most of the time I don't know if they're even watching for that. Um, uh, yeah, is that even? I just want even... to give them like. I think that was like a different you know I, I i call it giving them the bilingual pay because i get paid bilingual pay through my employer because i am bilingual mm. <laughs> and so um you know it's my it's my little personal joke i guess <laughs> it's 2022 they collect any and all yeah, bits of data do. to, to it, 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 big data is a thing so i don't doubt that we're that you're watching it in in that language is is tracked or otherwise oh, yeah. in some way shape or form yeah my point mm -hmm. on that, when I'm pretty sure they are tracking it. The point was, will we ever find out? No, which is what I don't even say what the streaming numbers what, are for normal. So I, I always <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know if they ever even disclose what the actual streaming numbers are, but you know, every little bit helps, and um, so I just want to make sure that uh, Diego and Adria are being uh, uh, acknowledged for the work that they did with that as well. Does that ever make any significant differences to the um, the dialogue and the context of the dialogue? Because I mean, I've been watching um, War of the Worlds on D plus. Don't recommend mm -hmm. any, don't recommend anybody watches it. By the way, don't start. It's a long <laughs> it's a long drawn out process. Um, but it's it was made in France, so there's lots mm -hmm. of sections. It's in it was in it was in French. You just have to look at the subtitles and stuff. And you know that you know a great big sentence comes up in the subtitles, and then literally the person just says what do we do about? just two words and that's like the whole that's like the whole page of text and i'm thinking well does, does surely just two words mean you know 20 english words um, um sometimes it can sometimes it can um i there there was a bit in the beginning where i got a lot more subtext out of um out of the dialogue in spanish and I think it's just because of the particular things we're going through in this country in regards to, you know, people being from elsewhere and that kind of thing and um, and how people view uh, those people from elsewhere. Um, right. And um, so I did get a little bit out of that. But uh, so far, no. So far, the context and the subtext have been basically the same. But I mean, there was a little bit it seemed like they were digging a little bit harder into that. It, they were leading a little bit harder into that, like in the early episodes, like that particular issue. But then after that, um, everything stayed more or less, you know, on the same level as the English. Um, I did understand a little bit better what was going on with the whole thing with um, in, in this last episode where um, people were getting, people got fried. It was hard for me to really kind of follow the sequence of events when I watched it in English and figure out what was happening, but it was easier when I rewatched it in Spanish or I don't know if it was just like, oh, I finally hmm. figured out what happened or whatever, but we can get into that. I always wish I knew more than one language, but unfortunately I even struggle with English. So um, I take my hat off to you and I've got a hat on at the moment. I take my hat off <laughs> to you being able to. It's a, it's a very worthwhile skill to have. 
to be um, be bilingual. I just wish I, I was. Thought you spoke Sri Wood, Stephen. Yeah, that, yeah. Don't. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's just um, the women just just uh, being nice to me when I uh, <laughs> when they say you speak fantastic rookie. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and we will uh, last person around the table um, is Ron. Hello, everyone. Yeah, my Star Wars in uh, past little bit has uh, been busy. A couple of things. Uh, I'm going to post to the chat some pictures of things I've seen, whatever. But obviously Halloween. Halloween is always a big fun time for me because as the year goes on and I find my various Star Wars um, items that are out there that are on the clearance rack, I pick them up for um, Star or Trick or Treat fodder. So, right, if the, if the little dudes show up uh, for Trick or Treat, uh, nobody rings my doorbell. I'll stand out on the porch all night. But if you show up in a Star Wars costume, you get hooked um, with some Star Wars items. And I had a number of Star I was surprised. I had a number of Star Wars uh, costumes this year. Um, I have a, um, a Stormtrooper helmet that's in, in the shape of a bowl that um, was a Halloween. It was it was meant to be a Halloween um decoration of some sorts or whatever you know to put candy in or something like that candy corns or something like that so i will fill that up with candy so when the kid comes up i'm like hold on hold on and 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 dump this huge giant what looks like huge giant you know extra candy in their bag they're all excited about that and then we'll hook them with whatever things that i have found we're going to post a bunch of pictures here into the chat of some of the various stuff that i put up there um I had Mandalorians, I had Darth Vader, I had an Obi-Wan Kenobi, always loved to see an Obi-Wan Kenobi um, uh, show up. Um, a number, usually I, I, um, I had two, one, one was a, one was a friend, so I knew, knew, knew them and another one they were talking about. Usually I'm re very, very strict about the, oh, it's not enough for you to just say, oh, I liked Star Wars too or whatever. You have to be <laughs> in costume in order to get hooked. But I had a friend tell me about their daughter who was um, Princess Leia the night before. So I, I hooked her with a Princess Leia thing that I had because the girls don't get much representation in Star Wars. Don't get them any out of the costumes. I get it. So, and I had a number of, prin of, of, of Princess Leia let's say girl related things. Star Wars isn't boys and girls. It's all thing, but a, a, a young girl's going to want a princess Leia or an Ahsoka thing. Um, probably if I have that versus, you know, a stormtrooper or a Luke anyway. So had an absolute blast, this trick or treat hooking the kids with all kinds of wonderful finds. Um, the recent target runs and game stops have allowed for some awesome clearance things. So I had some, um, Costco Reeves and Bo-Katan. So I had some Mandalorians for the Mandalorian guys that show up. Um, Ollie's had some neat books that let you build a, a, a Millennium Falcon, X-Wing, just all kinds oh, nice. of great stuff to be to be handed out to the little ones and, and a bunch of smiling faces. So trying to keep that, paying it forward a little bit, keep that Star Wars uh, love alive for, for, for the kids that show up uh, on trick-or-treat night. So we had a blast. So yeah, I had a very enjoyable um bit of star warsing since we last chatted so what's that what's the photo of the orange and black thing yeah, oh so that's something i saw out in the store those first couple of things a little solar powered bobblehead oh. Oh. um it lights on lights on the yeah. ceiling 
So Sounds yeah, it was it was in the clearance rack. This was at Halloween, so that's a great time to find some things too or whatever. But you can see there's a dent in, in it. It's like a plastic dome thing. It's no bigger than ah, the palm of your hand. You hit the little button and it spins. There's a light inside and, and it casts a shadow in the in the room or in the box. And that's uh, what I tried to show with the in, in those pictures that the one shows the dent in the thing and and the other one shows the actual what it broadcasts when it's when it's lit up on the sides. So I took it apart and got the dent out of it. All proud of myself. Um, I don't know how well it's going to. In that small little box, again, that box isn't much bigger than you know. You hold, you can hold it in your hand. It's a little bigger than maybe what you hold in your hand. I don't know how well that's going to shadow project in a large environment or a large room. But it was a neat Star Wars Halloween Mandalorian mashup thing that I just and on the clearance rack. So there's no chance I was passing that up. Um, it was just a neat thing. Never seen it before. The the Mandalorian thing um, is just kids don't carve pumpkin. Parents don't got time. But I trust me, I know this. I ain't got time to be carving no pumpkins. So apparently, the thing these days is to just stick like a like a um, Mr. Potato Head. You just stick things into the pumpkin and call it call it call <laughs> it you know me. Carve, me. call it something. Yeah, exactly. I agree. <laughs> Get out the knives and you know poke yourself. You know, scoop the guts out of that pumpkin and let's you know have some fun. Anyway, that Mando uh, thing was. Um, a find in in one of the stores it was a, a neat thing to pick up as well so i'll have that uh, on my uh on my you porch next those, year uh, pulp things yeah that. yeah i found found more of those pulp those things i'm just intrigued by them because i just never seen them in the wild never saw those in the wild anywhere and figured they'd be sort of weird unique um something different for the kids um that may have never seen like anything like that as well um, did I post? Uh, oh no! And so I did um, hit the. Um, there's a store called Spirit Halloween. It shows up in like a in your town, at least it does for me or whatever. But I think it happens across the country that yeah, they take right. They take over a, a store that's gone out of business or something. They show up for a month or two right there before October for you know and sell costumes and all that sort of stuff. If you hit one of those after trick or after trick or treat after Halloween, you can find some good discounts. So I found the. Um, masks the um oh shoot don post no who's the masks uh, vader and yoda it's all they had but found them for an awesome price so um ended up picking those up and so i now have a costume for myself next year that i'm did gonna they, did it have a padme mask included with that no, they they only did four and unfortunately but these are adult size so these actually fit um, they're they're made for adults. They were those little kid. What we had as costumes back in the day, um, but they're made oh, for adults. And unfortunately, they I've never seen three PO and I've never seen the stormtrooper in the wild or anywhere. I'm sure I could find it on the internet, but uh, in the stores I've never seen it. But they had the Vader and Yoda, and the store I think was half off or seventy five off, mm. half off maybe whatever. And looking at the price, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get one of those. Add them to my collection. And I'll have another one to wear or something like that. And then when I get up there and find out it was even a better discount, I ended up going back to the shelf and and getting the other ones that were all in there um, to be able to have and abuse or play with or have fun with because I think they were all a five bucks. I mean, a ridiculously great price on those things that I was excited to have come across those as well. So they're like um, adult so yeah. size, like the old school vinyl yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the picture's trying to get posted here. I apologize if it hasn't come through if it hasn't come through yet. 
Um, but yeah, it's uh, adult sized vinyl things is the thing that I hated as a kid because the vinyl thing that you wear shows the character that you are, says yeah. who you are kind of thing. It doesn't help you look like the character. I always wanted it to, you know, help it look like the character. But I, th I think we've talked about this before that they must have had to do that. And I appreciate that now as an adult that they had to do that for the person coming up so that if you didn't know it was a Power Ranger, if they're wearing that kind of thing and it says Power Ranger on it, you can say as the person handing out the candy, oh, you know, happy Halloween. Uh, you, aren't you an awesome Power Ranger? And, you know, the kid's excited because you recognized him. But they show up in a, in a Vader costume or a 3PO and a, and a person doesn't know anything about Star Wars. They'll be like, oh, who are you supposed to be? And the kid gets disappointed. So I get it. But. Oh, I had that a bunch this year because uh, yeah. our kid dressed up as a Demogorgon from Stranger Things. <laughs> and so many older people were like, oh, aren't you a cute flower? Because I had a big like five piece thing, you know, for the face. Sure. He was getting so mad. And yeah. I was like, come on, little dandelion. And he's like, knock it off. So yeah, it was pretty oh. funny. Everybody thought yeah. my daughter was Princess Leia instead of Padme. So. <laughs> Or they didn't even know where she was from. So yeah, you're 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 you start getting into those types of things, but you'll have that with people because they're just not they're not uber fans like we are. Yeah, so. I think like when I was Skeletor one year as a kid, like it had the actual Masters of the Universe logo on the chest or something like that. <laughs> so yeah, a whole lot of fun as always. Absolutely enjoy it. We had a nice uh, evening for for the trick or treat and emptied a good bit of my stash. Um, Ron, were the kids' costumes were like just store bought, or did you have anybody make a cool custom one that walked up? Not this year. I have had awesome, cool custom ones because when I see that, I really sort of like go nuts with the extra candy and 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 like two gifts or something type of thing to to hand out because yeah, I, I appreciate the 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 this. But no, I'm trying to think the Mando, the Vader, Obi Wan. Um, somebody was in a Grogu like PJs or something, but that counted <laughs> not for me. Um, yeah, but I don't think I had. I don't recall any any um anything uh, homemade this year. But a number of them, because I was trying to think. I had two, I had those two helmets filled up, and I if I, I it was either eight. Well, no, it was either eight, ten, or twelve. It was either either eight or ten, or then I started to think, no, I think it's ten or twelve, which is a high number. Um, I don't yeah. think I've I don't think I've had had quite. I don't think I've gotten into double digits before, and I'm pretty sure this year we ended up with double digits, which to me is very surprising, just because it's an off year you know i, I kind of hold on to that state because we we get a movie year or something whatever. but again the movies start dropping in december so the, until halloween rolls around it's not really something the kids want to do anyway so yep had a boatload of fun with it okay um and just just before we go um we get loads of emails loads of treats every month asking to ask ron what is the latest with that sail barge <laughs> uh, so you know I have to keep asking the public demand to know. It's not me wanting to know, Ron. It's not me. It's not me. It's the masses out there want to know what's going on. Is it still in a box? The vast quantity of emails. I can appreciate that. To all those that have um, inquired and are really just on the edge of the seat wanting to know the status of the sail barge, um, whatever the status was the last time I updated on what the status of the sail barge is, the status of the, the current status of the sail barge. Yes, no no movement on, on, on the sail barge. See, Ron, you could have built it while you were listening to the audio book for the... <laughs> Yeah, what was the book that you read? <laughs> yeah, you get all the other stuff in my life out of the way, and then maybe perhaps. <laughs> so the update is there is no update. Yeah, that's there. There is no update. It's well, you can say that it's like 
This state so the, was at the end of Return of the Jedi. It's a work in progress. <laughs> the, the, the update is is that it keeps going up in price and it makes it harder and harder to actually go mess with it. <laughs> have, you, have you checked what people send them on eBay? The box. No, not not in a not in a long long time because if I do, and I see what that number is, it's going to make it even harder to go mess with it. <laughs> And kick myself for not getting two. Although storing one is a challenge and a half. I can't even begin to imagine storing two. You can check if that neighbor yours still has his. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what we need to do is find somebody. Oh, and I did wait, I was at a toy show today, um, and picked up these little guys and I wanted you shoot, hopefully that post quick. I wanted some help in identifying these figures, uh, galactic hero figures. So they were little they were little non posable uh, figures. I wanted the challenge to see if anybody could sort of uh, figure out who who they are. Tell me who they are. Well, that one's and that one's what's that? <laughs> yeah, no, that's not that. Um, I think you're if you're talking about the last picture that the popped. Toy box, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a toy box from the Disney store um, when the Disney stores were like going. That's out the always trick or treat uh, coloring book. Yeah, that was an Ollie's find. If you have one of those stores, I was excited to find that um, just because it that mashup aspect of, of right. You know, Star Wars and trick or treat. Um, but I only had two or three young enough kids to would appreciate a coloring book. The yeah, Galen Urso, that Galen Urso, actually I gave away, I didn't take a picture of him cause I gave him all away. I had, um, Merrick, right. Uh, Antoc, I think it is Antoc Merrick, yeah. uh, blue leader. I gave a bunch of him away that those were clearance uh, at target for six bucks or something ridiculous that, was excited to find them. I don't know if the kids knew who he was. Hopefully they go back and watch Rogue One and figure out he's an awesome, good guy. Um, I don't think I gave too many. I don't think I gave Galen away because I realized who's going to want, you know, he's just not something anybody's. <laughs> Such a weird figure, right? Yeah, right, exactly. Even though he's Clarence Fodder or whatever, it's just not something anyway. The Falcons were, everything in here is is heavily discount. Don't think I'm in any sort of philanthropist or anything like that. all this stuff is just when i see it on the wicked cheap it's just like well i i've got to pick that up um just because so yeah that that falcon got blown out after solo for some ridiculous price and then the so that's the force link falcon the yeah force awakens falcon is like a i call it a, a dollar store line that it's not something you saw in 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 target or walmart but it was more like in the dollar tree um dollar general type stores or whatever it's very mm. static it's very just a and and small um the pictures don't do it justice in terms of the difference in size between it and the the it's solo falcon scale yeah. um yeah but it's just it, it's just especially the falcon if i was a store manager i get it they have to rotate their stuff and they've got metrics and all this but if i was a store manager i would never take the falcon off the shelf and or put it on clearance you know it's just one of those things that is always going to be popular or you know so, so i i love seeing the falcon on clearance because everybody loves the falcon um receiving that as a i, I kind of worry if the kids come back the next year or whatever because i probably already gave them one but that's on them to figure it out having two falcons how that might work <laughs> <laughs> open one put the other I did, one. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i did have i did have the and i've had this a couple years and that's always exciting I, but i did have the older brother bring his younger brother the older brother wasn't in star wars this year but brought his younger brother he was a mandalorian and was all excited to sort of show his younger brother yeah this is the house this is you know i can hear him walking up and talking about her yeah, yeah this is the house this is the house you know and and so he got hooked with um with the with the, with the some of the mandalorian stuff um i had a i had i had a mandalorian or no i had a boba fett um 
I don't know how I ever found a. Oh, it was crushed and talked the GameStop guy into making it cheap or whatever. So he was all excited to get a, a legit Boba Fett repainted the repainted Boba Fett with like the skirt or whatever that he had. And I only had one of those. Didn't grab a picture of it. Anyway, yep, good times. They probably listened to the podcast and they knew uh, that you're giving out. <laughs> yeah, that's my worry. So that's that's definitely a concern of. I don't need this to get out there because I don't need a line of Star Star Wars people lining up out there burning. Well, no one knows stash. where you live, so it's good. I want the exactly. That's what you know. I want the legit sort of um, organic. You know that Star Wars kid coming up and getting. I always fear that somebody goes goes out and tells and says, "Here, put my costume on." But I'll hook them anyway. If if they're a Star Wars fan, they're a Star Wars fan. I just I absolutely love doing it. I love the smile on the kids' faces, and I love helping to propagate the, the love for the wars. So I'll keep doing it as long as I can. Excellent. I'll show up at your door one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I, 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 if I show up at the door, I'm hoping I get the sail barge uh, <laughs> for, for, for making the trip. I'll get you a picture of it. Oh, now I see the picture of the... Uh, yeah, I don't know why they're taking forever to, oh, to get the, a, a Well, the top one's Fader and the bottom one's Yoda. There we go. Hey, all right, there you go. That's not the one I'm trying to, uh, to, get you to identify. <laughs> yeah, those are cool. Oh yeah, the, the old Ben Cooper. Ben Cooper. I knew it wasn't Don Post. What's the, who's Don Post? Anyway, so yeah, Ben Cooper. Stephen, you'll appreciate this if I can find it. Do, do, do. Yeah, the, the back. I should have taken a picture of the back of the box. They have, like I say, there was a three PO and a um, stormtrooper. Would so have which one loved. Did you wear? I didn't. These are after. So oh, yeah. these are purchased on November second at the Spirit uh, Halloween store. <laughs> that goes um, goes cheap. It depends on what's happening in the world of Star Wars, but probably Vader because everybody would recognize him. Uh-huh. Although um, Yoda with Grogu and everything being back in the mix, having uh, Mando the next Mando season draw, even though it's in the early of the year, Yoda would get recognized as well. But wearing a mask with the uh, the darkness that goes on for trick or treating and all is a challenge. It's always fun to be um, Vader. Yeah, see, I always skewed good guys, so that's that's gonna be. I don't know if I'm gonna be down for that, <laughs> but it's a cool co- it's a cool costume. So, like, hey kids, walk down this hallway while I light this lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come come oh, out the door. My the way my house is, I have a long hallway. I could do the. Uh... Wow, look, you know, it looks like Dark Dark Vader was a uh, a cook. Um, it's, it's like a, it's like a big apron, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'm a big dork, so the the the, the um, cape does not mount that way. I realized that after the fact and after the photo, and I didn't feel like putting it all back on to fix it. Or whatever. I have it connected, you know, under my neck like that, and that's not how it works. It turns out there's Velcro on the shoulders mm. of the oh, Star yeah, Wars apron that will stick it, you know, on top of each shoulder, and then it will truly work like a cape. Because when I did that, I was like, oh, this feels, this doesn't. What you know, this must be how it is. You know, I, I did, what, there's no instructions that come with it, and I haven't worn a kid costume in 40, 50 <laughs> years. What do I know? So, yeah, as I'm putting it away, I realize, oh, this makes more sense now. There's Velcro on the shoulders for the cape. That looks, that that seems to work so much better. <laughs> oh, were those the things we got to guess? Yes. Yeah, so, so oh, right to left. Yeah. Who's who's okay. the one on the right? This is great Kevin audio Boss. for the the. Okay, great job, Ricky. How about in the middle? <laughs> that's uh, what's his name? Oh, that's who I think it is. Yeah. But what I don't know, what I don't think I've ever remember, is the thing on the left. Now, obviously, we all know what it is on the left. I'm not questioning that. But has it worn off, or did they make one of these? That was in partial defrost mode. 
I so don't I know that I've ever seen one in partial defrost mode, but it's a picture, it's a um, galactic hero thing of uh, Han Solo and Carbonite. But the Carbonite gray silver seems, it, I want to say it seems like it's worn off, but it hasn't because it hasn't worn off like on his fingertips. And those would be the parts that you yeah, would, that think would be the wear off. Yeah. Not the intricate details of his face and his hair down to those creases. That would still be silver. So it makes me think it was a, there was a Han coming out of the, being thawed out of the Carbonite set. Mm. But I don't remember. I have to go look that up. That's why I ended up picking that up because that was just a neat. At first I thought, you know, I passed on it because I thought it was worn down. I'm just like, I don't need that. But then as I looked at it and thought about it further, I'm like, wait a minute. His fingertips aren't worn down. So that was a. That's a curious one to see if anybody knew the, knew the answer. Maybe, maybe Carbonite is not rust-proof, and he's just rusting out. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Look at it's, not, it's not wearing <laughs> off. It's actually rusting rusting out. Yeah, I used to get those figures for my, uh, for my nephew in the, when he was little. Oh, I love them. Yeah, right? I, yeah, I used to buy them for my godson. They're a great way to. They're uh, there's some some of them ended up being posable. You could move their arms as about the extent. Of it. I think Quinlan might be able to swing his arm as lightsaber. Um, but most of them, they were very very static. But they're great for the early Star Wars kids because you almost have to introduce them at this line or the new Galactic here or what? No, what's the new line that they do that's small, whatever? Because to get for kids to be old enough to actually play with three and three quarters with all those tiny little pieces and all that by that time safely, let's say, you know, so they're not well, putting these like taking the bathtub with you. Yeah. The, the three and three quarters by that time, the kids are kind of aged out of them. It's, it's a tough, tough challenge these days. Um, you know, I think a lot of that stuff is sold to collectors and not so much kids because by that time kids are into tablets and apps and games and playing with figures, three and three quarter figures, safely you know for parents to introduce them with to yeah. those figures so these galact this galactic hero line was awesome in that sense because you could give it to you know kids very young kids and and not be worried uh, that they do anything uh, as a bad idea with them and like you can take them in the bathroom you can take them you can abuse the heck out of them the scale on them and there were ships that went with them as, as well yeah um um i picked up a tauntaun and a, and a speeder bike as well yeah they were it was a great line it really was it was didn't get much love because uh, everybody just loves the three and three quarters. But there were a lot of characters introduced in that Galactic Heroes line. They came in two packs, if I recall, for maybe five, seven bucks, eight bucks. Yeah, they just threw like every character in there. Like, all yeah, the they threw a lot of characters in there. And sometimes they would have like sets of three or four, like nice little bonus sets. It was cute. Is there a more important issue facing this body right Hello? now? Everybody's still there. Still yeah, yeah, no, we're yes, still here. Yeah. Just <laughs> I, I don't want to take up the whole show rambling about no, it. No, like, we got shows to dissect. Let's go. We need to move on. And we need to move on to uh, Andor. Or Andor. Um, and there were uh, three episodes that we have transmitted since we uh, were last here to discuss stuff. Um, <laughs> forgot. Ryan, were you going to get. We were going to. Um, summarize them for us uh so i'll try to make the uh so the next one is episode seven the announcement which was like the reset episode so we had the big the eye then it was to reestablish all the characters and uh let's see this is me kind of jumping around the explanation so it's not reading the whole thing so we got on coruscant karn starts his new job at the bureau of standards uh let's see miro 
the ISB agent, she starts, she's assigned the whole, she starts a big hubbub in the ISB, and she's rightly assigned all of Ferrix. Uh, let's see, Mon Ma, this is the episode where Mon Mothma meets Colma, the old friend and banker. She tries to get more money from him to help with uh, the money that she's donating to the rebels, which that was really, I can talk, we'll touch on that, it was really good. Uh, let's see. The presence of the stormtroopers on Ferrix reminds Cassian of how the original Clem was adopted to his father and Marva's husband was murdered. Oh, yeah, the flashback. They had the flashback for Clem. Mm. And then Cassian attempts to get Marva to leave Ferrix. And she says, you know what? Because of what happened on Aldani, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to start, you know, rebelling against them. And then he travels to the tropical tourist paradise of, I pronounce it Niamos. Uh, then one month, this is, I found it interesting. One month later, now living under the name Keith Gergo, Cassian is confronted by shore troopers and a KX unit while on top of the shop, mistaken for a vandal, and he is sentenced to six years in prison. So it's a whole lot of reestablishing the characters and where they're going from there. So... I find it interesting, the small stuff, like what happened with Marva. She wanted to, she realized, what do I have to live anymore if I'm not fighting the Empire? And Cassian doesn't tell her I'm the one that kind of, I was involved in that. So I thought that was a good moment. Yeah, I, thought, I, I, I wished he would have. Yeah, how powerful of a moment is that, that he has to hear that she doesn't want to go with him because of his actions, you know. Because of because of, of what he did, that is forcing you know wanting her to get back into the fight or wanting her to rebel and she doesn't want to, you know he's trying to get out of it and she wants to get right back in it because of because of his actions or you know his partaking in those actions not his solely but yeah powerful powerful. Well, she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't know about the Eldani stuff. She knows about Eldani. No, she, doesn't. she doesn't. She doesn't know he's involved in it. Right. She doesn't know he's involved. No. In it. She knows it happened. Everybody knows it's happened. And that's what she says to him. He's like, people are standing up. Uh, you know, people are, you know, let's not run. I don't want to run. I've been running. You know, I don't want to do that anymore. So people, look, people are standing up. Look what happened to Aldani. And he's trying to do Aldani so that he can get her and, you know, retire, basically, for lack of a better word. You know, to just go and take it easy and not have to be in the fight and not be on the run. And that backfires on him, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, that that ends up. Yeah. Forcing her to uh, everything, no, let's go. Everything that's happening to him is because of something he was involved in, and yeah. I, you know, it's interesting for his kid. You know, he wanted to be free on the beach and live his time and go buy yeah. snacks and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, he's arrested for being a vandal and possibly, if you had the, if you watch the shows where they broke down and they translated the information what he was sentenced for. It was also suspected of having force abilities, which is just a broad sense of the <laughs> government being like, well, we think you're a terrorist. So we're just going to, you know, because the Jedi's are terrorists. So did, they just I did not see that broken down. So that's the card that, that, that they swipe or whatever. All yeah, that uh, Arabic like on that says, says trees, that, uh, it's treason. And so they pretty much choose domestic terrorism to give them the longest kind of sentence possible. And he's like. I'm just a tourist over and over. He's not very good at explaining himself. He just kept repeating the same thing over and over Yeah, because he's in shock, and that's I loved it. It was just like yeah. in shock. And it's, because he... He's in shock. He, he didn't know what else to say. Yeah, he wanted to... He rebels against people, because that's what he did against the 
other people that he was working for, but nothing on this level. He wanted to be free of everybody. He wanted to live his own life. He went back and he tried to get Bix and Martha, you know, Marvin, and everyone to join him. And they're just like, no, we have to fight. And he's like, well, you guys are wrong. I'm out of here. I'm going to go live my life and be free. And they're just throwing people in prison. And it's an eye opener for him. So that was that was a good just I wanted to see government overreach. And we got it in this where they're just imprisoning people. And then the judge is like, go bring it up with the emperor and, and stamps the thing and sets yeah. it all out. That was great. <laughs> like, no, like, like, no, um, no consideration whatsoever. It's just like on to the next one. Yeah. Oh, and it's I like accidentally... the assembly line of no justice. Yeah, they're just rubber stamping people to because they need people to, as we see later on, they need warm bodies to assemble things. Uh, but exactly. I, actually, I skipped. I skipped. Uh, what is it? Clea and Val and Luthen's story. It was kind of eye-opening for Luthen when he sh- he sends Clea, his assistant, which it took me forever to even realize it was an assistant because her and Val totally had a glow up and I had no idea it was them. And we got like 30 seconds of Clea just strutting you know, down all these long aisles. And I was like, who is this person just working it, man? And I had no so idea. I actually thought it was Lita. I actually thought it was Mon Mothma's daughter. And I was like, wait, is she a double agent? But it turns out, no, it was Clay out the whole time. It goes from this humble sidekick to like this runway model. Soon as she's out of Luthen's grasp. And I was like, man. And then she's just like, kill him. And it's like, that's like it. a Sith Lord walking down the hall. <laughs> yeah, she had that business. And that was, I was just laughing. This so. was the episode that she was following the markings on the, on the ground, right? Yeah, yeah. We saw we saw a little bit of that sort of. Um, and they actually end up in in front of the Barbican Center in London, which is funny because um, I spent a lot of time my first trip to London uh, hanging around the Barbican for reasons, and um, I recognized it right away. And I was like, "Is that the Barbican?" I went nuts looking for that. And really? It turns out that yes, it was. Yeah, it is. It's not a real world place. Eleven that. Were they truly in? How would how could they have? I mean, they were there with nobody. How could they have done that with nobody? Were they truly there, or did they rebuild it? No, they. Um, digitally I'm pretty sure it? they probably cleared it out for, uh, or quick. they might have digitally yeah. like erased some people. Be, um, because uh, they probably did, um, did you know, clear out the area for filming because a lot that happens a lot around London. I'm I'm sure people are not unused to it. I mean, when um, I went to go see Hamlet, um, which is the reason I was hanging around the Barbican when you think about who was starring in Hamlet, uh, there were, um, they had like the BBC trucks there and um, cause they were filming inside because they were, they were doing the um, filming for the national theater um, release of uh, Hamlet eventually. And um, the area, they kept the area pretty clear, not, not because, um, you know, they were doing anything outside, but they, they um, made it pretty clear that they didn't really want people like like crowds of people converging on there. So I guess they didn't, I don't know, mess with the sound quality or whatever. I don't mm. know what the, what the purpose was, yeah. but um, it, it's not like a really, it's, it's unless there's something going on at the Barbican, it's not like a super, bu- I would think it's not like a super busy location and I'm sure they could clear it off for filming. Add some lights or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's really eye-opening for Luthen's character too, where he's just—he's like, "Well, I really want Andor, but if he's not going to participate, then I don't need him anymore." And he just says, yeah. "Well, go wipe him off the board." 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was because he bailed. If he doesn't bail, if he sticks, if he's still a part of the crew, because I don't think yeah. that was the plan. It couldn't have been the plan all along to use him and then get rid of him. He went through way too much effort. Like he even says, you know, I messed up. I went going and getting the thief and all that, getting Andor or whatever. But I think if Andor doesn't take his his cut and run, and now is a loose end versus being a part of the team or a part of the network, then I don't think he they, he puts that sort of edict forward but that he's on the run like that he, he has to tie up that loose end he's built yeah. up too much he's, he says that they can't hide forever um so but he doesn't want anybody else exposing you know he wants to come out on his own or he knows he's going to come out eventually or get out in some fashion or whatever but wants to be ahead of it <clears throat> wants to know about it he's way too connected and way too knows uh, too much calculating yeah yeah to to make that sort of mistake or to have that loose end I, I did like this. This was the right. This was episode seven. Was the announcement that Deidre's, you know, um, she. The, I like when the character sort of says that, or, or you know, alludes to the title, or she just comes out and says it. Yeah, you know, they asked somebody, her assistant. Somebody asked her, "Well, what do you think it was?" And she's like, "No, it was an announcement." And that was a, it was just mm. an awesome tie-in to the episode's title and just to help reiterate, yeah, that. That Aldani heist was an announcement that the network. I have a problem calling it a rebellion because I don't think it's a. I don't think it's the rebellion as I would think of it in the OT yet. And they allude to it in either this episode or a previous episode that it's he's building a network. It's a network of all these sort of factions that ends up becoming the Rebel Alliance, if you will. And it is a rebellion in some fashion, but it's not that organized rebellion that we think of when you hear about the rebels and being yeah. a rebel. You know, it's it's I take a little bit of umbrage in, in some of the dialogue people were talking about, about, oh, you know, he's joining the rebels. And, and this is eh, we're not there yet. That's what Rogue One establishes. This is Luthen setting up that network of 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 of. Rebels. <laughs> yeah, he's you know, yeah, he's basically people are rebelling. The resistance. He's not, yeah. you know, a cell of the resistance, but the resistance isn't isn't even that organized yet because yeah. you know there there's still all these factions. Um, we're not to the point where they can even legitimately call it a rebel alliance. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's definitely not yeah, it's, all this, it's that network of factions, and and you know we'll see some of that, or hopefully we get to see some of that, where the that that rebel alliance in Rogue One didn't care for Saul Guerrero because of his yeah. ways of doing. You know that there's going to be. We even saw that in another episode, but yeah, we get to see that. It's 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 such a great show. Um, because yeah, of, I figure all those guys from Rogue One and all the those leaders that were there in that meeting, they all have their little rebel cells. So those people are all over the place doing things here and there so yeah the factions another powerful episode with mon i am just smitten kitten with her oh that yeah char- that portrayal of that character she that actress uh, just a phenomenal she needs to win an award i just there's something about it. maybe it's the character and the story and what i know that character's the weight of what that character does for my for my uh, beloved good guys if you will but just i am loving that character and her portrayal and the the intrigue, the the concern, the weight she has on her shoulders, and what she's trying to do—it's t- not two facedness, but the way she's playing both sides. Oh, it's a wonderful, wonderful character. And and this episode finally sort of revealing herself or trying to get the help she needs to start moving monies and stuff. Yeah, good. Yeah, Just it's so super well done. powerful. Like with the again the over presence of the Empire pushing down on her and she's trying to do rebellion but she's in the midst of it like 
she can be taken out at any time and she's got to tiptoe around everything. And she's just like, don't forget to smile. You know, that, like you said, that backgroundness. Where it's, oh yeah. Uh, the way she kept talking with Kay, you know, t- Kay, no, Tay, Tay Coleman, the way she kept talking with him or whatever there is like, all right, now smile. Now we're trying to keep a, you know, don't want anybody to know what we're talking about. Yeah. She is so self-aware, so aware of, of how to do this. So good at it, if you will. Do you think that guy's on the level or you think he's kind of like, I'd like to think so. I have faith in him. I yeah, want him to likewise. be a good I would person. Hate, I'd hate for him to switch. Uh, yeah. I don't trust the husband and the daughter. Oh, I don't God, trust no. them. I think her husband's just <laughs> clueless know? and doesn't, you know, he's not involved yeah, in anything. I don't trust him, though. We already proved that men are jerks in this because of that guy at the beginning, too. So <laughs> I don't trust this one either. So, well, isn't yeah. this... A- isn't this the episode where I thought of, thought of you, Marie, that you were like the one woman in the rooms, you know, got it all together and nobody's listened to her. And finally, you know, she gets to be listened to, so to speak, that that she's accused by the one guy and she comes out and explains her whole thing. And and the leader of the group's just like, yep, yep. No, all right. We're going to just go ahead and hand this over to you because you've clearly got and he's this. Like, we'll watch back. <laughs> takes, no, that this this is even beyond that, I think this is. This is the, isn't this the one where he gets, the guy kept interrupting her and he's like, oh, well, we have this. And we have, like, that, her, she's that, definitely that, moving that, up. Like yeah. people are paying attention just, to her. She changed right. everything. She, yeah, she's changed. Right. Now they're all working to together she's... and stuff like that. They're intermingling amongst their sections now. So she's definitely getting more power. And whoever that main leader is of the ISB, he's got a lot of respect for her. Like you said, though, watch your back. Part- so who knows what's going to happen to her at the yeah, end. Yeah, part of God's. Yes, thank he, you. He knows what that's about. He's he's uh, he's well portrayed too as a as a Tarkin esque, uh, yeah, high level um, uh, imperial. Yeah, he's he's, for a he's second, wonderful. I thought Cassian had said his name was Grief Karga. I'm like, what? How does that work? Because <laughs> it sounded so yeah. Cool. That's what I was like, wait yeah, a minute. It's obviously, a, they don't Grifka. have obviously they don't do fingerprints, and I'm guessing it's because of aliens. So. All they all they happen all they have to do is when you get picked up is you know what's your name it's uh you know Larry Lujak you know it just really they don't have any way of like taking a picture and running that against the database to see if this is a known wanted somebody I or whatever. You had to have like a flimsiplast like thing and or I don't know because in the in the obviously in Rebel, in Rebel Rising Jin that was her job in Saw's group was to like forge um identities. So I don't yeah, know documented a, identities. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you know that's what? Something that they don't show, and that that's how he does it. So you know, Andor might say it. They don't care enough to care. The Empire doesn't yeah, care enough to put that kind of effort into finding it. They just want to capture somebody and sentence them for six years mm. and need the warm body. Yeah. So, you know, uh, fingerprinting and finding out if you're wanted for something. What do we care? We caught you. and You were going to you yeah, know, yeah, that's work true. out it. We caught you doing something. It doesn't matter so, what you were doing. It doesn't well, matter Kenobi if, it, when, uh, if, Kenobi when if you've done anything else. In, so, you know, yeah. They, so they there's a little bit of where they questions. do need it at times for the story. And then other times it's looked the other way. But. I'm going to think I just now had that revelation that, yeah, it, it could be what Andor keeps trying to tell people is like yeah. they just they don't they don't put the effort in because they don't need to. They don't care enough to listen. They don't need to. They don't enough. care enough. All they need is people to like um, it's like the whole thing with I keep saying this over and over. It's like the whole thing with Nazi Germany is that it didn't matter what you did. They just needed a warm body to to put you on that assembly line and and um, do what you needed to do for the war effort of the Third Reich. Yeah, I think uh, this is also. This is the episode where 
Mothma says, oh, I learned from Palpatine, the smile on my face and you don't notice the knife at your throat because oh, like, she yeah. sees what he's doing. And I'm like, oh, she's so good. Like, it's so yeah, good. She's really good. I love Genevieve O'Reilly. I, I I don't know where they found this woman, but she um, she does it. Uh, she plays it so much like I would have imagined that um, that the brief character that we saw, like for five seconds on Return of the Jedi would be. She she yeah. completely projects that. Yeah, she agreed. does like stare off in the in the distance the way Mothma does on. Yeah, she does. She does yeah. that a lot. How does episode? Yeah. How does seven end? He goes. Is it? I think he's just setting up. I'm I'm a tourist, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he just gets dragged off. And he just like, gets dragged off. K, basically. What about the K two droids? Boy, they're scary, huh? Yeah, they're they just throwing people around. And Dullard, yeah, he said hang. It's like, no, 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 he said yeah. hang on to me. I thought, I thought that was a, a funny way of handling, handling. Uh... Even as a sense of humor, as a murder bot. Mm-hmm. It's a very dark sense of humor, but yeah, he has a sense yeah. of humor. Hang. So, but yeah, I guess we'll move on to the prison one. So this one is Narkina 5. Cassian is brought to prison or Narkina 5, where he spends every day working in monotonous heavy industry with hundreds of other prisoners. And this is seven prisons, seven floors, seven tables, seven people each, that type of crazy thing. Um, Vel and Cinta travel to Ferrix to search for him. Marva falls ill, where Bix tries to attempt to contact Luthen, and Luthen just cuts him off because he's worried about being exposed because... Clea's like, you're reaching too far, you're trying too hard for him, type of thing. And he just shuts off communications on Ferrix. And this is where Luthen also goes to see Saw Guerrera, and we start to see all of those individual rebel cells. And they kind of name, like you said, where well, they're not in an alliance yet, but people are rebelling, but they're just not working together. Yeah, they keep mentioning a, a certain one that I don't remember his name, but I think he's going to get revealed later. Yeah, that name. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? I'm not going to work with him, like whatever who it was. Anto Krieger, was it? Yeah, that name. That name is wicked familiar. Is that in anything else? I don't know, but it does ring a bell. Yeah, it's like they keep hinting this name and then Uncle Herb or whatever his name is from the mother. They keep hinting at this. Harlow, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because for some reason I'm beginning to think that Uncle Harlow doesn't exist. Oh, that could be too. She could just be like that, yeah. Yeah, she's she's a manipulative little. Doesn't yeah. exist for our sake. We don't need to ever see him as a MacGuffin type, or doesn't exist in in Cyril's world because Cyril would have to, Cyril like knows who Uncle Harlow. Cyril knows <laughs> who Uncle Harlow is. Yeah, um, yeah I don't character. know. Well, I mean, it, it's going to be one of those characters that he's never gonna, he's never going to be seen, but uh, mentioned. But for some reason, I don't know why. It's just like. Um, I kind of think that like she made up this Uncle Harlow figure, and she, I I don't know why. I, I, she's like manipulating him using that that whole Uncle Harlow thing. I don't know why I keep <laughs> thinking that. I could be completely off. It's just like, does Uncle Harlow even exist, or is he, is he just going to remain one of those unseen characters? I'm actually <laughs> surprised she... the internet haven't clinged on to it more with all these crazy conspiracies. Like right, Uncle Harlow's right, actually I don't know, insert giant name or something. Snoke. That's my. That's my just, that's just my own little crazy conspiracy theory that like, I mean, there are relatives that you, distant relatives that you don't really um, ever see or, or 
con or have much contact with, but that, that like your parents talk to or whatever. But I have, I have this, I don't know why, but like, I have this feeling that she keeps them like hanging on the spring just because she's just a manipulative little, you know, pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, and I don't know about, yeah, I don't know about anybody else, but, uh, I totally ship Karn and what Deidre, whatever Miro, like the when those two were talking, I was like, ooh, there's a there's a tension there. I can feel I, it. I do <laughs> ship them too. There there's like some kind of I mean, as far as like them being great for each other because they're both equally as bad, yeah. I, right. Yeah. yeah. The there, two horrible humans. <laughs> two very terrible people that belong together. They deserve each other. You say you're saying you're shipping Cyril and Deidre? Not for any good reason, just because they. But no, yeah, no, I, I've, I've heard some of, yeah, so I've heard some of that chatter talking about. I, I contend there will be zero romance, romantic. Oh, definitely not. Like in, no, in, well, the it show won't be because he's basically yes. an incel. There's just, it's just not. Uh, there's just no reason for it. Is it, is dark and is all is bad. You know, there's existing romance, the Bix and and Tim and all that sort of stuff. But there's no way those two are gonna. Yeah, his, get together. That guy's head so. is going to explode by the end of the season. <laughs> this, was, yeah. this is the one where she brings him in and and she's like, you know, we, we've counted five times where you've looked up, um, looked him up and he's like six, actually. Six, like, actually. Ah, we're, we're not counting the one from this morning. But yeah, he's all excited to finally be able to talk to somebody with some power. And they're just, she at the moment anyway, Deidre's not seeing it. Actually, the next time he meets her, she he, she still doesn't quite get that he's really trying yeah. to be helpful here, not a stalker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a great interaction between oh, those yeah. two and the interview trying to be helpful like, but i think yeah. there is an attraction there on on his part she's like not looking at him at all he might as well be like a stain on the floor yeah, i still contend there's no he's not looking at her affectionately he's looking at her as an equal to someone that cares about justice as much as he does someone who wants to get to the bottom of this, someone who wants to find, right it, um, also and or yeah, as much not, as he does not affectionate at all there's yeah, no, like Ricky there's no said, romance to it. They're they're equally terrible people. Is what I'm saying. They they deserve right. each other. Yeah, but um, like Ricky said, I'm waiting for him to blow up. Like he's, he's, he's you just, just see like, his tension. Like his eyeballs are about to burst. It, yeah, it's something happened happened with this guy. They wouldn't keep coming back to him if they're going to end with see what happens next year on cereal <laughs> with my mom. You know, something <laughs> has to happen with this guy. I mean, maybe he feels like he gets uh, slighted by uh, Deidre and he ends up like blowing up in Imperial City. Who knows? <laughs> like, you know, he could go. Yeah, on. he wants power and attention and he wants to feel like he's worth something. And he keeps going yeah, back. And... Like, I can do it. I can help you. You know, so I, I, I just love just like, Who are you, you little fly speck? You're just you're just a cog in the wheel. He wants to be proven yeah. right that he he says that you know he's he's there he just wants to clear his name because he was ultimately right in the very beginning of you know let's find this guy he killed two people he's bad he's bad he's bad so yeah I I think he's just driven I, in that I sense was of the, the I know I was right I was yeah I was yeah, following I was, the rules and I was doing, punished for it doing everything right everything by the book and I you know this isn't that's why I contended early on I don't know if I still think this or whatever that he would get so that he would end up joining the uh, the rebel side of things because he would get so, so mad at the empire because it took over his his security job um that he joins up with the rebels not, not liking the empire and then has to work with andor and realizing oh andor's who started me down this path but i don't know that i think that much anymore is this um, the one where um Deidre's assistant dude keeps interrupting and trying to 
like one upper the whole time. Like, oh, here's the report, and here's this, and he just keeps. Like, and she's out. like, I'm one step ahead of you. Yeah, he her really... assistant, her assistant's on her side. You mean the other guy? The, no, the... the assistant guy. He just keeps like every time like they ask her something, he like butts in like, "Oh, here it is." You know, like he keeps doing that to her like over the course of like these three episodes. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah, I kind of kinda felt kinda like, like they like, worked well together. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that I didn't see him trying to one upper so much as he's just her, a great right hand man to her. Yeah, it just looked like he's trying to like get some light for himself because I mean they they kind of established oh, they're all trying to try to you know. It's the Empire. Yeah. It, it, they're a nest of vipers. Everybody's yeah. out for themselves. <laughs> yeah, touche. Although they do run a heck of a nice, uh, clean prison slash factory that. assembly <laughs> or whatever the heck that was uh, that, that that we saw. Definitely a, uh, a, a nod to Eleven Thirty Eight. If you've never seen it or whatever. Yeah. 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 We get, yeah. It's basically a labor camp. Yeah. Then we get uh, Melchi from Rogue One. He's as part mm-hmm. of the. Uh, I was so crew. excited to hear that name and, yeah. and realize it was the same actor. It's like, yeah. oh, it's Melchie, yeah. look. Yeah, that's a great, yeah. you know, that it's the same actor is a great, you know, thank you, know, you, you know, thank you, you know, for making that happen to, to mm-hmm. a, across the board, just helps to make the universe or make this, this galaxy awesome. Um, we also got introduced to oh, Circus, right? Um, I think that's a, a fun. Andy name. Circus. Kino, yeah, Kino, I think is the character's name and his sort Kino of running. Lowy? Low? Yeah. Running, uh, running the running the shifts and running that running his his air two D I think it is man I want those shoes yeah. <laughs> want the those the shoes. the concept of a floor and and being barefoot yeah. or whatever is an interesting concept it's going to be uh, fun to see how they contend with that and deal with that as as the prison inevitable prison escape is going to be taking place what are, any any thoughts what the heck do we think they're building so my legs. My theory is, and again, this is my just random, it doesn't really matter. Mine is, they're only building something so the next floor can take it apart. Take it apart, yeah. That, that the next floor builds. So just monotonous point. It makes more sense for them to actually be building something for the Empire, but I just like to personally think, they're just doing something monotonous. Just I that can, means nothing. That's what I, I can that's see that, but, but, but you're not, they're not imprisoning people to punish them for their wrongs. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, imprisoning six weeks to six years because they need a yeah. workforce. You know, oh, I had to like I, ask I, for troopers and they're like, oh, well, we have that in the budget to send. Like they're like penny pension. Same thing with like Tarkin on Bad Batch where he's like, well, we need to save some money by using, you know, people <laughs> instead of clones. You need to get things built. I do. I do appreciate Andor's on program. I, I would be that. I would be that guy. His on program, and it says, you know, feet on the floor and hands behind the head. And he's like, eh, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna touch my hands to my head. Everybody yep. else is like legit hands on head. Fingers are interlocked behind the behind the back of their skull and everything. And he's just like, you know, lightly touching the hair that's on the back of his head. Every yeah. time, you know, it's it, 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 it's it's an and yet, interesting. And yet, take the Imperials one. don't notice. They 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 don't care. Well, you know what? To that's a great point. To his line of thinking is the way he's like, ah, they just don't care enough to be involved with it. It's like, yeah, it's a on program, hands on head, but they're not going to get into you know the the minutiae of making sure that it's fully right. they're, hands they're, on my head on the back. They just want to see I think he's clocked that there's just not enough guards to make sure that everybody. Uh, when they say on program, that everybody is in fact on program. 
Yeah, they just yeah. want to see you stand. And that seems true uh, the next episode where the old guys, you know, they're like, hide him, cover him, stand behind. You know, if they were truly monitoring everybody to make sure they were on program, they'd be freaked out about him back there, you know, stumbling, falling over and not being able to stand up. So, yeah, I agree. He's, he's yeah. smart enough to realize there's just not enough guards for them to be truly watching all that. You just don't want to cause any problems because they can hit that button very easily and, and, and give you a little zap. So yeah, and then just, fry uh, everybody jumps on. off of the um, the platform and gets shocked in the middle of the I was surprised that it kills you. It's one thing to say the floor's lava and it shocks you and you're going to yeah. want to jump back into your bed, but to to be so hot, to be so live or so much voltage to actually fry, unless you stay there long enough that that's what fries you. But boy, that seems a bad practice for you know prisoners to. But keeps them in line, obviously. I mean, like Luke one guy stepped up and died and was fine. So I'm like, I don't. <laughs> well, they just probably just cranked it up, you know. They're like, listen, yeah. if you step off, you're gonna die. You know, that's simple as that. They don't mess they, around. You're exactly. Mm-hmm. You do it once, or you see it once, and you're like, I'm never touching. You know. I mean, listen, sure yeah. out, and then they just like take the body and then put them on a different floor. You know, like maybe that's what they do. Like it just knocks them out. Like they. Well, remember he was there. Oh, it's gonna stink all night now. You know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it just sits yeah, there and continues to cook them. <laughs> like, does he just sit there and fry all night? Like, oh right, yeah. Basically, it has basically, to stay yeah, hot because the floor doesn't get turned off. Right, so ew, so yeah, that seems. <laughs> it, it actually will kill you because I think the floor is hot enough to like uh, cause a shock, and then you know, and then you sit there all night, and eventually you'll die. <laughs> I just think it's the electricity, hot. just you know, bug zapper the yeah. whole night. Well, they needed they needed to you know they needed to shut down the the power to in order to get enough power to to zap all those people in the following episode. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about that. Start. I guess. Yeah, I guess we should get to that so we can get the again. Saw Guerrero was great. I love Anti Circus. I think he's such a powerful actor. Like his facial expressions and his voice. Oh, oh I had no idea he was going to be in the series, and I jumped up off the couch. I was like, yes. So, oh, he's great. Did we Even have that, any inkling at all? Any any spoilers? Anything? Because I, I have no idea. Floor. Oh, I kind of, I for some reason I was not surprised to see him. So was I just expecting him, or did we not see him in a trailer? For some reason I thought we kind of knew he was coming. Saw him in a trailer. I don't think it was that big of a deal that he showed up. I didn't. The, I didn't. The, have to go back and watch the trailers. Um, Let's see if we show, but yeah, ex- very excited to see that. Oh, Ron, that, I did um, find that trailer we talking about back. last time with the ship with the lasers. With the lasers, I was so excited to see Forrest come back and play Saul. You know, obviously his character, yeah. so he wants to, but he's a big actor. He didn't and have to, but I'm so and glad he's not that, as messed up as he was in the movie. Well, mm-hmm. we're five years removed from that time frame. Yeah, so exactly. It shouldn't be. You know, I don't uh, the, the character progression on all this, the, the story that's being unfolding in front of us is is another just wonderful part of the, the, the way they're doing the storytelling that we're going to see. This is the one where Bix gets captured, right? Yeah. Right at the end. Right yeah, at the end. yeah. So, but yeah, seeing Saw Guerrero, I would like to see a clip of him once this is over. I want to see almost like his life cut down, like his scenes from clone wars, his yeah. scenes from this, his scenes from rebels and then close out with real, like his arc is great. So far. Seeing him change. Yeah. Seeing him change is really good. So under the final episode, nobody's listening. Wait, so uh, sorry. How does it end? I believe the door shuts when uh, Bix is captured, doesn't it? It just walks out. Yeah, it it does. It does. Oh, she okay. sees pa- she sees she sees her friend or whatever. Yeah, and 
because Saul's right at the end of it, right? Saul was at the end of that episode, and he's yeah, trying to get Saul to to meet with somebody. He's like, yeah, no chance, and I'm going to meet with them. All right. Yep, yep. All right, so what's, uh, what's episode nine? Episode nine, nobody's listening. So Miro tortures Bix for information and realizes that Cassian may have been involved in the Adani attack, but she fails to learn anything about Luthen, who they now call Apex. Let's see, the ISP... Was it Axis? Oh, yeah, you're right. Thank you, Axis. That one I threw in. I wasn't reading that. I was like, I knew it was A-something. So, yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, The ISB captures a rebel pilot who reveals a power station on Spellhaus is set to be raided, which is weird. I don't remember anything on that. Mon reunites with Val and revealed to be her cousin. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's what a great writing there. That was quite a surprise. Uh, encourages her to keep a low profile while maintaining the facade of a rich and politically involved young woman. Or the Mon facade. Col- yes. <laughs> facade. Mon and Colma continue working covertly to gather funds for rebel activities. Um, Olaf gets sick. We can, can we discuss that one more and what happens to Olaf? Yes, sir. Then uh, at the end, Dr. Receive confirms to Cassiv, Dr. Recev, yeah, let's see, he confirms to Cassian and floor manager Kino a a disturbing rumor. A prisoner supposed to be released was instead sent to a work crew on a different floor, forcing the prison to kill many work crews to cover up the mistake. Cassian Kino Realize that the prison may never let them go, convincing Kino finally to join Cassian's rebellion. Cassian's scheme to escape, and probably the best ending of the entire show. Yes, so I know how this no one more than, Never more than 12. Oh yeah. my god. Like, what a turn. Awesome. Yeah, right? What a great. build. Like, in the slow building thing, you see, you never realize it over and over again. Kino, you know, he just rolls over, you know, nobody's listening. Don't bring it up. I'm not talking about it. No one's going to join you. And you Turn just that part of your mind in. off. Mm-hmm. You just see it set in. And he, he doesn't even say anything. He's just walking. And he's just like, you know, he finally asks him how many guards and never more. Than, you just see the turn. Never more than 12. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like the turn, man. I was blown away. I loved it. You like saw, and, again, in when, when he, when he, when it dawns on him that he's like never getting out of here, no matter how much that clock is ticking down, he's yeah. never getting out of here. And that's, and at that moment you see it in his eyes and it's great. Yeah. It's just, Olaf is, he's got two days to go, three days to go. And he's just like, Nope, he's dead. And then he yeah. realizes he's got like 40 days to go. And it's just, Keep your head down, do your work, and leave prison. Nope, you're here forever. I'm like, oh, you're man, here forever. Great. You're never so, getting out. I'd like to discuss a little bit because they say, oh, they made a mistake. They released a guy on four and put him on two. I, I I get that, but how did how did they think that was going to work? Even if they don't make the yeah. quote unquote mistake of putting him on two, and they send him to a different one or something like that. That guy is going yeah. to say, wait, I just got out of prison. I was supposed to be released. And now I'm in this pod on this floor and this thing or whatever. Are they just going to write the, you know, all the other prisoners just going to write that off and say, oh, you're crazy. You know, everybody in prison's innocent. You know, nobody ever did it. Is that what the prisoner, because 
I think if somebody comes in and I'm in some other pod room, group floor, whatever, you know, and somebody saying, hey, I just got released. I know this routine. Um, you know, the floors are hot and I can't do that. You yeah. know, if somebody comes in and knows all of that stuff that clearly were just in, or not just in prison, but they were clearly in prison that they know all these things. I would start believing him. But maybe that's just it's not enough maybe- at that point versus this scenario was truly a mistake that two no recognizes for, and they know, holy crap, he was just released and turned. But why couldn't they say he made him or he committed a crime and and that's why he's back? back. I don't know. It's a weird, like they literally took him out and put him in another room. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if like, and I just kind of thought of this, so I don't know if it's almost like the people who let's say are supposed to get out, they group all them together and they put them in a total other facility. Like there's seven facilities. Maybe it's like a different facility. And it's like, instead of putting them somewhere else where they're well aware, it's like, shoot, man, we're here forever. And then the empire's like, if you don't keep working, we're going to kill you. And they lump all those ones together. They accidentally signed him over like a new prisoner to Uh the second floor. And he's like, I'm not, I was supposed to be released. And now you just an entire floor day shift and night shift is like, well, wait, this isn't true. We're instead of leaping to lumping them together with people who already know. And they're like, shoot, we're here forever. Like well, see, the seventh was, facility is the realization yeah, like it, facility. And I was thinking like when Melchie was telling them like, Oh, those numbers don't change. Did that happen to him before? And then they're kind of just blowing him off when he's explaining it to him. And he's like, stop talking, you know, so maybe he possibly but I that think, already and he keeps trying to tell them and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're crazy. Be quiet. You know, so maybe that's what it, happens. Um, I'm still trying to parse out the whole it was an accident that he ended up back there somehow. But I'm thinking it's maybe like imperial bureaucratic incompetence that makes because maybe he was supposed to be shipped off somewhere. Else. You know, he was being released. Yeah, that's quote, what being shipped off somewhere else, but instead ended through some act of bureaucratic negligence, ended up in the same place, just on a different floor. Yeah, and, you I know, think... the the Imperials don't care enough to correct to correct that mistake by like you know shipping him back out or anything. Plus, they're not going to believe him if they put yeah, him on a ship and he goes him. down the wrong, you know, walks down the wrong path or does whatever. He's like, no, 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 I'm not supposed to be going in that direction into the. Pre- I'm supposed to be going. Yeah, yeah, right, buddy, whatever. You know, the old Abbott Costello routine where you walk backwards into the arena and they, you know, mm-hmm. they think you're allowed to go in there type of thing. They're not going to believe him. So if somebody did make a mistake or you know just otherwise put or he walks down the wrong path, whatever. Yeah, they're going to be like, no, 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 you're going this way. It doesn't matter what he says. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not even supposed to be here today. You know, it just, mm-hmm. it's not going to be, it's not going to fly to any of those Imperials because they're, they're, their job and, can't be much fun why, either. And that's why I think they have to, everyone who reaches zero just probably gets shipped off to another place because right. they know they're going to rebel. They can control them. But when you tell an entire floor what's happening, who don't know that they're not going to be released. Everyone's going to turn and you can't control 50, a hundred people with just 12 guards. So they had to take everybody down. Cause they're like, shoot, like you said, Marie, they screwed up. They sent them to the wrong place. We thought Ooh, he was a new when guy. They, when they get out of there. They sent them somewhere where they actually test the weapons on them. So they really don't care. If oh, geez. You know, at that point, you know oh I mean? God, like, that's dark. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some kind of mind. Test them. Yeah, where, there's no need you know, to test the weapons like on anybody. No, I mean, like, you know, maybe, like, they don't have to perform the same job once they take them out of there. They go to a different facility that's doing something completely different, you know. 
But yeah. how do you stop them from telling everybody? And the only way to stop them from telling everybody is to put people who already know. They're like, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed so to be released. And other, they're like, like said, yeah, dude, we know. <laughs> yeah, we know. We were, so were we. Suck it up. Yeah, and, and word was getting around because, you know, they had that sign, lang- that sign language thing yeah. to do in the halls. Yeah. So word about- was getting out, and they, they needed to, to nip that in the bud. How about Cassian saying they're, they're switching Uli? Sorry, I'm switching gears thinking about the episode. They, they, Olaf's having a problem and he switches with him or whatever. And, 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 and they comes over and says, well, you know, what's with the switch? He's like, was this your idea? And Cassian's like, no, it was that guy's. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> that guy was like, "Wait, what? No, it wasn't." The you know, guy was like, it was no, the positive rewind that part because I was like, "What is he saying?" He's like, what, what, "What are you talking about?" What, when the thing comes up out of the out of the the star that they're building or whatever, they like have to. It's like a operating table where somebody's going to get the the electrodes or whatever. They have to clear. They like that all have to hold their hands up. Is that just out of like a safety thing so that nobody's safety. hands get pinched? So the table doesn't chop their hands off. Yeah, I guess Probably, it's just yeah. the OSHA type of thing. So you're okay. That makes I just I couldn't figure out why everybody's holding why why we have to like clear and hold our hands up off the table. But I guess it's coming up. It's heavy. Safety is number one. Yes. <laughs> Zero days since somebody's uh lost. Safety their is number one. We fried somebody last night. But, yeah, well, because if they lose their fingers, they won't be able to work as yeah, fast, work and then the table will fall behind, and you get your daily shocking. Mm-hmm. Um. And no flavor in your food. The, yeah. the 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 agonizing um screams of space whales um sounds whatever <laughs> i thought that was a clever way oh, of interrogating i was like Baby how are you gonna haunting. do this uh, but yeah just here put these on and then the sound goes out and she freaks out about yeah uh, many a meme uh, coming coming to that scene for sure with um various uh, i did like music the homage things, like, to uh, a new hope when they show the door closing and you know, panning to the floor, then the boots walking off. That's exactly. Yeah, the, uh, that was the, that was a great shot. Yeah, so it's that that description of the screams. Oh man, again, it's it's got it's just the acting, the way it's written. There's like this tension builds in me. Like, I was so like happy about guy, it. <laughs> yeah, that's the same with the electrocution floor guy. He was like licking his lips, like watching everyone suffer. Like, oh yeah, squirm. And now you have this guy <laughs> who's like, I'm gonna watch this lady totally go crazy. And it's gonna be awesome like just the way he explained <laughs> it and it built and he just drops this torture device on her because yeah, he says oh don't worry about the restraints those those aren't the, those aren't the thing <laughs> those aren't the yeah. thing to worry about those are to keep you safe or whatever those aren't the real thing here here put these headphones yeah on. Listen oh, to and by the way, if you can't if you can't speak just like you know shake your head it'll be fine yeah and then it goes to the drill you know where it's like the sound because you're like the yeah the agonizing sound of the drill yeah, yeah. I do yes. like Bix's, yeah. Bix's, you know, she's, it was a great, it was a great storytelling um, tool as well, where Deidre is like filling the audience in, in terms of that. Well, we got all this from um, yeah. um, Pasternak, no, who's her friend or whatever, you know, so she sort of retells the story and gives a lot of information, but you can see Bix go, oh, wow, he, he did kind of spill the beans a lot, a lot. But a great line of Bix's in terms of the I'm you're just going to torture me anyway. So let's get started with this type of thing, whatever, because you're not going to believe. I think that's what she says. You're not going to yeah. believe me anyway. And perhaps yeah, uh, you know, it's, let's let's put the let's I'm put not. The headphones on. <laughs> yeah, I liked I liked when she was like, uh, like, oh, do you want to you know remove him from like, no, leave him here. And then like she walks in and he's like, what are you doing? Why is he still here? Take him to the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just that, that was mind game. That mind game. game. Yeah, Deidre mm-hmm. is very. Yeah, she's manipulative. In like, that, sorry, that, you had to yeah, see she, that. Yeah, she she knows what she's doing. 
I'm sure there's a there's a meme out there. Um, what I was thinking when when that that the crazy doctor goes puts the earphones onto onto Bex and it and suddenly she she gets Rick Row world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, music, the music that's gonna play there. You talked about the <laughs> the twist that was, and and you you taught me a new term, Ryan. Um, um, glow upped. Uh, she was she <laughs> glow, was glow up. up, glow up. I was like, what did he just say? But now I understand what you meant. Val and her cousin and Mon Mothma's cousin and that reveal. And, and, and there was a line in this episode or the previous episode where somebody, uh, her love interest was like, you know, uh, maybe you could tell him you're a rich girl running from your family or something like that. You know, you didn't write right quick get that it was a dig at the time, but it turns out it was mm-hmm. a dig uh, yeah. of sorts. Is that um, from the husband? Yeah. No, oh, um, they were watching. They were, somebody oh, they said were there's on, a yeah. room to rent, Ferrix. and they were like, what do you, yeah, they're on Ferrix. Oh, yeah, that was when they were on Ferrix with Sinfan and, and showed, Bell. Um, yeah. And they were Sin- trying to decide, like, um, which one of them leaves and which one of them stays and all that. Sinta got off the planet, by the way. <laughs> and Sinta, okay. Sinta, yeah. Sinta, yeah, I guess so. Sinta, the, I think Val asks Sinta, what are you going to tell him, wh- what you are, or whatever, and she says, oh, I'll just pretend I'm a rich girl running for my family, and... Oh yeah. Took it as, I took it as yeah, a throwaway that... line of sorts or whatever, but it turns out it has connective tissue to this episode where that's what Belle is. <laughs> a spoiled rich girl running from her family or whatever's going on with her and her family. Well, we we kind of saw like, her no, blowed up the episode before that when uh, she was meeting with uh That's where he said it. Yeah, that, that she was blowed yeah. up there. And uh, he said that I didn't I didn't pick up on what the heck learned a new term. Um <laughs> Because they went from like street rats to like these super rich, well off, strutting the runway people. And I'm like, I didn't even know who they were. I'm like, who are these yeah, two yeah, people? Took a I'm like, as well. Oh my gosh, just Vel. Like, so, and then her and Mon Motha, seeing that they're kind of in on the same thing and that Vel is almost saying, you need to do more. And Mon Motha's, yeah. I honestly believe she believes in government. She's like, we want to follow the rules. We got to do all these laws. And then Vel's like, you don't see what's really going on, you know, from your high cat. Like, well, Mothma's trying. trying. Her, her speech and everyone's just kind of clicking off their. Oh, uh, how sad was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was sad. Yeah, it's just to pour more praise on the Mon Mothma and the actress. It's just the way she's being played. This, You see the government turn her back on her. She's screaming at the wall, pretty much. Nobody's listening. Of what's yeah, that was the episode. Nobody's listening. So yeah, that's, we were trying that's to figure the out. Yeah, I had to pause it it yeah, to try to figure that's out, like, think of that. What uh, Mothma's deal was, because okay, so she donated money to that fake cause that is actually going to the rebels, right? And yeah. So I'm assuming the ISB is scanning accounts, and they're gonna notice that she doesn't have as she much said money. That she's as always she being did. watched. Yeah. And it's like, well, where'd this money go? And like, then they're, all your fortune. This, yeah. yeah, they're going to look exactly. into this charity. So now she needs and to get a loan. Well, no, she hasn't given the money to the charity yet. I think that's what Tay was trying to say to her. Is I I've looked did. over the books. No, I've looked over the books. There's 400,000 credits missing out, or a uh, withdrawal for, previously, let's say. Where is that? And she's not going to be able to say where that is. Yeah. But that's why yeah. she needs a loan that she can then make a 400,000 credit uh, contribution to this new cause. 
Because before, when nobody was looking, because she said, or they say, it's not going to be a problem if nobody looks at the books. But if somebody looks and sees that months ago or however, some time period ago, she took a bunch out, where is it? It's not in her bank account, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And and they start questioning her because they don't trust her. It's just the empire's rule, fascist rule these days, whatever. You know, she needs some way to justify that, but she doesn't have that money because she spent it already. So that's where she needs to take the loan with whoever it is she doesn't like that wants to come, all that. Now that's was this the, gangster was this the yeah. same that Cyril's um, <laughs> promotion? He's going to be the one that checks the accounts because they kind of set that up where like he's going to be. Oh, you think Thanks that promotion was real? Although she, he does, I kind of took yeah, that, no, as, she, did that for his mom, but Deidre did say that wasn't yeah. me. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. promotion. I mean, that'd be, did, a, that'd be a cool tie-in. You, like you say that like we know that. Did we see him in a promoted way, or we just heard him no, say? He said it like no, he times. said he was promote. He got a promotion, but he didn't specif- specify what he's going to be doing. Yeah. He said that to his mom. I took it at the time as a way for him to explain too, yeah. his his being out of the house more often because he was he was stalking Deidre, if I you believe. will. I believe it's real. He said you it twice to two different people. Well, Deidre so confirmed it, so. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. where later I kind of think Deidre, she said, well, that wasn't me, you know, because he thanks her for it, but she was like, well, that wasn't me. So she doesn't go, I didn't, you know, what promotion? She just says it wasn't me. Although, See, that I always felt he was going to discover something. I was like, he's going to discover something, but now they just offhandedly said, oh, he got a promotion. So he's still going to be searching records, and he's going to discover something that's going to be more important, and he's going to get her attention again, and they're going to stare at each other lovingly again, and it's going to oh, be Oh, God. <laughs> but see, that's what confuses me. Because Ryan is really shipping this, isn't he? <laughs> she, she really, like, doesn't want any part you know she's like you're a peon and and go away go away but yet she gave him a promotion and said let him read the reports like like she wants his help but she doesn't want his help or doesn't think he can help he's such a peon yeah you know is she gonna realize that he does have more or she just he's a a lowly peon and he's a lowly peon who has his uses and she's going to use whatever she can get but she doesn't think that he's as helpful as he claims he is I guess right. She doesn't have the the admiration of his love for justice like <laughs> he does. Right, it it, it is a romantic she... thing, but it's not that type of unrequited love or whatever that phrase is. Of it's only going in one direction. It's it's it, it's there, but it's a whole different thing. It's a love of justice and a love of serving uh, the rules of the empire. He has it. She doesn't and, and doesn't yeah, see yeah, it. Doesn't he, see it in him. Power. I guess. She, she, she does. loves power. She 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 loves and craves power. She that's what she wants. Ooh, wow. I mean, see, I he wants see. to play, but you see, you think she's chasing power, or she's just chasing? Oh, absolutely. Her, oh, wow, really? I see her chasing her no. job. The ISB is is not recognizing that these are, you know, she's not trying angling for anyone's job. She's angling for we aren't doing our jobs well. We're supposed to be the security bureau, and I'm seeing these. The pockets of things that are too random to but either way it's also it's also a power play though it's it's a way to get to you know to to get one over on this room well that's what i'm pushing back on i don't think she's doing it to get power i think she's doing it 
like Cyril because it's her job. It's 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 what she's supposed to be doing. It's what they are all supposed to be doing, but none of them are doing it well. I don't see any part yeah, of it. She has all these dudes that are crap. like above her that are like incompetent, and she has to sit there and follow. She she doesn't want to listen to anybody. She wants to. But run she's not yeah. doing it to get their job. She's not doing it to. I don't they, see her she wants doing attention. it. To, just like Cyril, he wants attention. They want the claim. Both of them want the claim. They want the fame. They want to be the ones to, you know, to, to solve this. That, yeah. yeah, they want to shut that stuff down. Uh, I, I, both of them, I don't see it that way. I just see it that they want to do their job. Cyril now wants they're, recognition they're the for same doing thing, but it. From, but from different ends, because yeah. Cyril is like a cog in the wheel he is a, a mm. functionary he is and he does not want to be seen that way he thinks he's more than that he thinks he deserves more than that and he very well could be because but at the same time like he's um nobody sees him that way and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's basically at heart an abused little yeah. boy well nobody thinks either of them are valuable or have anything. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. He, she's in this room. She's a woman in a room full of men. Believe me, I know that feeling. You know that nobody sees any value in any uh, that knows anything about what they're talking, what she's talking about. They're just looking at her like, "Sure, little lady, whatever you say." And she's like, "You Here's guys your are sectors. not doing your job." And he's yeah, like, so. and he's always like, you know, like, we have to do this, and like, like I know the information. How do I know how to research and find these people? And his mom's like, "Just shut up, and eat your cereal." So, yeah, but just overall, a great episode, and it looks like the end of the arc is next week, and there's just so much building, like the, all these names they keep throwing out. Is this the guy that Mon Mothma is supposed to work with, uh, the criminal? Is that the same one that gets mentioned to Saw Gerrera? Anton? No, no. Uh, Anton no. Creed no. and Davos Golden are two different people. Okay. Again, I don't remember the names week to week. That's why I think Although, this would be much better. You know, one of them could be an alias. Or one or the other could be an alias. We just never know. One of them's it's losing. the same reason. It's the same reason I have trouble with Game of Thrones. I just can't remember all these names. Like I was like, "Who's this? What's that?" Well, I don't Krieger, know. <laughs> Krieger's the guy. They they find that pilot. Krieger is the guy that they're sort of chasing more after whatever that that. Well, he's kind of. They, they like come the up with the idea of fouling the ship. That they they want to. They don't yeah. want to keep that pilot. They want to they want to send that pilot off and track him, so they don't want to keep mm-hmm. him too long. And they come up with what I thought was a great plan of 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 yeah of fouling the ship and and. And having him dead in the cockpit. But the, the, the thing I'm trying to say oh, there yeah. is they he was heading to Kafreen, which is in Rogue yeah. One. It was a great yes, yes, tie-in exactly. of sorts. Because they said he was heading, or they somehow they knew he was heading to Kafreen. I guess they captured him and they asked him where he was going. Yeah, they bore Gullet, or they, they Dr. Gorshed him and got all kinds of info out of him. But yeah, that they were going to, I thought that was a great plan. They just when, needed to do it quickly. When Luthen is talking to Saw, he's like, I want you to succeed, you know, whoever, Krieger. Krieger. Um, and you should be the leader. You know, they're kind of debating that. So, I mean, whoever that guy is, he's like the main one they're trying to hunt for. Um, well, now I guess they're after, um, what's his name, Luthen. But, yeah, th- it seems like that guy's like pretty prominent, like doing stuff. So, I don't know if they're going to reveal who that is or maybe it's somebody we... You, t- you, had a, you took out of that that he wanted Saul to... That's to, what they were talking about, yeah. To be to become Krieger or to... to... Yeah, he's, he's, they're like, well, you, you should be in charge and, you know, not Krieger because he's crazy or whatever. They're, I don't remember exactly. No, I didn't take that out of that at all. He said Krieger needs some help and needs air support or something like that. And he Saul needs air like, support, so he needs those ships that Saul... Saul yeah, I'm, and, and Saul was like, like well, I'm be... not sacrificing my men for somebody else's deal. 
He's like, I, didn't, I don't remember you running the shots or something like that. He tells him. Yeah, I don't know. I got to rewatch again, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, so no, I didn't. Kind of other... And that's why this... I was thinking that maybe like the guy that Mon Moth was working with is that dude, but and who knows? You know, there wasn't like, a line in there. Mon Mothma says to her cousin Vel, right? Uh, says to her, you know, what's he got you doing? And Vel says, who? You know that even between themselves, they still don't talk about because yeah. I'm, you know, we're assuming they both know that who they're talking about in that scene, right? That they both know they're talking about Luthen. Yeah. But she still, even in that context, goes, who? I don't even know who you're talking about. I thought that was. At first, it was like, wait, do they not know who? But thinking about it, they have to know Awful that they angel. each know who that is, or. They, they just have to know who each other is. But again, uh, Mon Mothma didn't know about Aldani because she goes to him, right? She goes to Luthen and says, was this you? And what have you done? Do you know what you've done? So while she works with Luthen, she doesn't know all of his machinations. She doesn't know all of his, his doings, if you will, so to speak. Yeah. So maybe, And maybe she had no idea. Wait, does Mon Mothma know that Vel had anything to do with Aldani? I don't think so. Right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I does she work with Luthen? Probably. She knew she was doing something because she says, where have you been? I've been out traveling for six months. You know, what do you do? You know, Rebellion has a lot of stuff about her. But Mon doesn't know Vel was involved in Aldani via Luthen because she was she's going to be mad at Luthen when she finds that out for endangering. I wonder her. if there's, there's a lot Moon to that. Is, I wonder if Cassio Moon is anywhere in that area, in that particular area of space. <laughs> What are you talking? What is that? Um, where, um, where, where the daughter comes out and says, "Hey, Auntie Vel's been to Tassio Moon, and look what she brought me from there." Oh, mm. hey, I knew she brought. Oh, yeah, I did not remember that she dropped the name she, of she something. Her, That's a new name. Remember, man. she brought her address. Yeah, yeah, that fit perfectly. Like, yeah, Holy crap! I wish I could. Uh, my Tassio Moon, and that's maybe why, um, why Mon Mothma puts the pieces together. Because if it's not in that same general region of space. That's gonna ring a bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where where that in fact is, or was Vel just being smart? She's had this dress forever and just n- name dropping somewhere far, far away from things to to keep her cover of sorts. Because because Mon Mothma said that she had to say people have been asking where you are, and I've, mm-hmm. she doesn't say I've covered for you, but I think she just says people have been asking where you where you've been or something like that. People have been asking like the- for me to look for you. Yeah, that's what it was. Look for you. I did like the dig. The daughter was like um, mom's old boyfriend, and and her <laughs> husband's like oh, something. What? A, I hate that. <laughs> but but he he doesn't fear it at all, and Mon laughs it off because the husband Mon and her husband they got married at like fifteen, so he can't be an old boyfriend in 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 an earthy sort of way where. When you get married at 30 and, you know, some old boyfriend's back at, in the or, you know, in, in someone's life or whatever. And you worry about that type of if, if they got married at 15 or very early like that, an old boyfriend. And Mon even says now that I'm thinking about this, she even says old. We were in grade school together or something like that. We so, were in grade school together. So, yeah. So. It's just the daughter projecting, projecting a little bit on. On her mom just because she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't doesn't the daughter that. say dad will let me wear? Or no, she mom says you have to get that. You have to ask your dad if you can wear it or something. He's like, ah, the dress or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like he lets me do anything I want. She's like, oh, geez, I know that. Oh yeah, I'm like, oh. <laughs> not condoning violence. I don't know what to say here. Not a good yeah, way. Great. Not a good way to be parenting for sure. So yeah, well, I was joking absolutely. with uh, my daughter when we were watching *Shrek* yesterday, and Mon Moth was like, many Bothans died, and then like she's like. 
Sadly, not my daughter or husband. <laughs> I don't know. I think we do see their end, do see their end, perhaps, or or we won't see it, but maybe we'll hear of it. Know that yeah, it I, I want to know how she gets from playing the role she's playing now to like being on Yavin, and you know. Well, there's a scene in Rebels, right? There's a scene in Rebels where we yeah. see her resign from the Senate, but we don't know that timeline. It was interesting. Well, you said there, something. I, I don't remember. Ryan, I think you said there was something about a month had expired. So it took a long time for them to After get Aldani, back to yeah. Ferrix. It took a long time for them to get back to Ferrix to find Bix, right? That that there's an interesting jumping of time of sorts because we got Andor and his shifts and days. And then you said something about a month uh, till yeah, something has like happened or whatever that – there's some weird timing of things. Obviously, hopefully, it all works or it makes it it, it 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 works. But yeah, there's a lot of time going on because of Cassian's shift aspect that we've only seen four or five, but we have to assume he's done a a number of them in the twelve hour shift. So every time he works, that's a day. So he's been there, has had to have been there for three months. How long has he been in prison? I can't remember his days. It's over a month. Know. Yeah. I haven't been counting over, days. It's over a month, but if you do the math, it's kind of weird because um, if you do the math from one episode to another, only like a couple of days have lapsed since that since that thirty days later in the last episode. It's weird. It's really weird. I have to go back and look at it. But, but that's if you think the, uh, if you think every shift we see is a consecutive shift. There could be one. Right. There's obviously a bunch in there because he's talking with the guy about look, see the elevator comes down. And he's touching the rail. And yeah, so, been, so there's a there, number of. Yeah, it, it comes. It act. It seems like it's he's been there a number of months, but it doesn't quite work out mathematically if you're looking at the number uh, of days that he has left on his uh, sentence. Because um, it, it, dro- it, it dropped strange. by thirty. Yeah, it dropped by thirty within that episode, but then in the next episode, it only drops by about two or three. It's weird. It's I, I can't get my head around it. I have to look at it again. We've seen his counter more than more than once. We've seen his counter a couple times. Well, didn't the the numbers change because they redid the sentences again? Not for and not for Andor. No, that's before. That was before Andor came in. That was the reason why he came in. So they they were asking about it because I got to thinking about that. They said they doubled everybody's number. Well, if you've got you know twenty shifts left, eh, it only doubles it to four hundred. That's not a big deal. You know, it still sucks, but eh. But if you had 200 shifts left, now you're up to 400 shifts. That, that, right. that doubling is not a fair uh, judicious way. Not that we've determined, not that it mattered anyway, because in 40, you're just going to get bounced to another another facility anyway, we figured. So. Yeah. And, and if that's true. At the start, at the start of this episode, um, the, the last episode, um, Uli only has 42 shifts. And then at the, at the end of it, he's only got 40 shifts left. So the only two days have gone by in this episode. Um, but before that, we've got well, again, if they can up your later. number like that, why, why mess with their heads? It's the empire. They don't care. But why, it's why, empire, me- they don't care. why, me- well, what I'm getting ready to say is why do they have to go through the machinations of increasing your number? If when you're released, you're not truly released, you know, just, you know, why do that if when I release you, I'm just going to send you off somewhere? I guess it prolongs that process because once I've released you, I can only do that seven times and then mm-hmm. I have to get rid of you. Or is it seven times seven times seven because I can do seven facilities, seven floors? 
two shit, you know, it, right. Eventually it runs out. So yeah, you just increase it. Yeah. Yeah. As Andrew but why said, send him to that facility? Why not just release him to another one? I'm sure they have another facility on that planet because I mean it's a big planet of water. Well, they said they, had, they what, have like those those big floating. I don't know if it was seven. Was it seven of them? You're still quite everything cute. was seven, yeah. Mm. Okay, oh, so seven on seven on seven. But anyway, as Andrew would say, oh, the Empire doesn't care enough to be thinking that they're just they're just going to double the number. <laughs> you yeah, know, that's that's just uh, all right. We need we're going to keep them longer. Double everybody's number. Screw it. We're going to keep em- them longer. You know, they can work for us longer. We'll keep them alive that much longer. And you know, at the end of you know when they're no longer useful to us, bye. <laughs> the Emperor said so. Yeah. So, so I'm excited I- for the prison break. Yeah, I think I think a lot of all, uh, uh, lead to the fact I have found this uh, this show more than uh, uh, Mandalorian, uh, Book of Boba Fett, and even Kenobi. And I'm a huge Kenobi fan. I have rewatched this show more than anything else of 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 the shows that Disney era has put out. I just find oh, the too. rewatchability of this, the 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 dialogue, the intrigue, the edge of your seat aspect. Maybe because it's an expectations thing that I don't know any of what's going to be coming uh, coming along. Not that you knew of anything of what was happening in Kenobi or any of the other shows or whatever. But I just this show has so much more rewatchability for me than 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 those other ones have that I'm very much looking for. Not looking forward to the end of it because uh, we're what three episodes out, right? This was yeah seven eight nine so yeah. we got 10 11 12 so yeah it's gonna yeah be over too quick but yeah i'm looking to see how how this not how it ends but how they wrap all this up how many times have they filmed mon mothma closing the door to her car do you think they just take a day and say, all right, let's put you in a – or every time she's in an outfit, oh, wait, 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 we got to get one more shot. Here, come sit in the model of the car. We're going to close the door, and you just look off to the side, whatever. All right, you're in a different outfit. We're going to do that because there's like five or six different times we've seen her get in that car and the door shuts. <laughs> and she's looking yeah. out the window like a Lincoln commercial. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it, it, exactly right. It's that type of – Oh, it's such a good Space show. Lincoln. <laughs> such a good show. It's a gorgeous yeah. car. I love that model. Sucker for that blue. Reminds me of the, uh, there was one, uh, we talked about Andy Serkis uh, earlier. I remember I saw one really uh, amusing uh, article online, uh, basically a clickbait. But the whole perp- the whole pose of the um, of the uh, the article was, it came with that ridiculous headlines that these clickbait things do, saying that... Uh, yeah. Oh, Andor has introduced a continuity um, issue, and the whole article was reasonably short, thankfully, um, was about how now Andy Serkis in it, people are going to get confused because he plays Smoke in the, uh, the sequel trilogy. Didn't he have to come out and say, no, it's a different character? There's, there's nobody there who's looking at that thinking, that's Smoke! <laughs> yeah. Why is Snoke in this? What? What? What, what, are, what is he doing in here? There's no, it's not. Uh, they got they got pulled apart in in the comments, but it was quite funny thing that anybody thought that was worth even trying to. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of characters, actors, sorry, who have played other characters, multiple characters in Star Wars, um, and I don't expect anybody's ever ever got any um, confused about it. Um, but that was ridiculous. Like, Definition of clickbait, you know, is yeah. all snow. Yeah. Well, let me click well, on it. Um, and they get their ad, ad I'm still trying to figure out how the guy that was in the internet. bar in episode two ended up on the Spice Mines at Kessel. So. <laughs> Warwick Davis, there's one. He's played a million oh, yeah. different characters in Star Wars. 
He was actually the same character though from Rogue One that he was in episode. Oh, that's one. that's what I was supposed to say. I've watched on YouTube because uh, I've now I've tried to stay away from Facebook and Instagram feeds which just go on forever. You, you your thumb gets sore from swiping through all this crap that you get in your Facebook feed. So now I've gone to YouTube where actually some of the stuff I actually do end up watching is actually quite interesting. I think the wherever the algorithm works in YouTube, you seem to see more interesting stuff. Um, anyhow, we were just talking about, um, uh, I think we said before about Andor not having many, very many Easter eggs. Well, these videos on um, on YouTube, it's like uh, uh, each episode is like 101 Easter eggs in, in Andor episode thing. I thought, what? It can't be that many. And literally, some of the stuff they, they, they were um, um, putting down as Easter eggs were just basically stuff that happens in the Star Wars universe anyway. Oh, no, they mentioned Coruscant. Oh, it's an Easter egg. No, they won't Coruscant, you idiot. Um, <laughs> but there was one of these things in the last episode. It was um, when when um, Mom was in the Senate, they had um, George Lucas's character in one of the other um, Senate sort of cubicle things. The one where he mm. plays the purple face and stuff. Yeah. Um, in uh, Revenge of the Sith, his uh, his character in that is actually apparently this is a great Easter egg. You hardly see it in oh, this. What was his name? Oh, I can't remember now. I, I just... it was on Clone Wars too. Remember? Yeah. Uh, they were from that moon planet. Yeah, he's basically in a blue, right, blue robe, with a purple face, and some sort of um. Yeah. What'd you uh, say, Marie? Baron something or other, but I can't remember the name of the Baron. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Something like that. I started watching it, but I just got, I got, I think I got to about 20 years. I, I, I just thought, yeah. I just thought, no, you're literally just. Uh, now you're going to have me digging through the novelization of Revenge of the Sith because it's in there. Oh, is he in the, in the novel too? It's know. on your computer and Google too. Because <laughs> I think, I think, I think you're, I'm trying to pull it too. Baron Von, Baron Von, Baron. Baron something, but I can't remember Baron what his name Baron. was. Um, yeah. Baron Munchen. Palpatine. Yeah. I'm still waiting for uh, all we want to see, uh, oh, probably too. All we want to see is just Jar Jar in the background. He doesn't have to. Really? Like, I just want to see him in the background. Yeah. I was hoping it might it might be the one that doesn't turn the light off in the Senate. Me this Maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll get a Tales of Jar Jar. Ooh. Oh maybe goodness. Jar Jar's oh. Anto right. Yeah, but who would be who would be the opposite <laughs> of Jar Jar in in this though? Because it's not you've got Ahsoka is the good. Count Dooku was the bad, so you need um, Jar Jar being the good, and who's going to be the uh, ridiculous um, bad one? Like a Gungan? Kylo Ren. I always need more Kylo. Hang on, mate, it's called Tales of the Jedi. Um, Jar Jar's not a Jedi. Um, He's he's around Jedi. I do want more sequel trilogy stuff. I do want that more animated. As much as I still want the High Republic stuff to be animated, which I'm almost now almost willing to bet um, a little bit of money on for the third phase that there will be some um, animated or something visual on screen for that. Uh, it's Papanoia or something like that. Yeah, that's, I knew it was Papa yeah, I think you're right. Papa Jojo. Papa John. <laughs> But yeah, that'd be really good actually. They're a good way to reintroduce the, the tales, uh, the sequel stuff, in with the tales of the Jedi. They pumped it through, you know, one or two sequel stuff into that because people are already loading up as you know as the best thing they've seen in the last month. So should we break it down then? Or you want to get to that still this week? Well, we can, 
Um, well, but it's about having everybody's favourite moment from the uh, from from the six episodes, and we're breaking down a bit next month. We will get time we've got, because we've got the last three episodes of Andor next time. You might have to do. A I was blown away by Dooku's um... beard. No, just <laughs> the, yeah. The... But shouldn't he have a really long, skinny face? Like, <laughs> is that the same animation? They rounded his face out more. Episode four, I think it was. He looked like the, a, a, a an that older was uh, Ben Solis. Holy cow, moment! Uh, the Dooku stuff was amazing. Personally, yeah. the Ahsoka stuff was fine for me, but uh, Dooku was just uh, every episode was a ten. Like watching him slowly change. Uh, that his point of views, his and again, this is where people like blame Mace for questioning him. You could see Dooku do he's choking people and killing people. Like, of course, Mace is going to be like, yeah, dude, what's your deal type of thing. So but to see his his personal reasoning, which is the point of view of the bad guy, I need to remind people he's the bad guy. So if you believe what he's saying, you're believing the bad guy. Like, let's remember that. So it's but how he blames the Jedi and all this other stuff yeah. just to see his turn slowly and slowly that the Jedi aren't doing enough, which they don't need to. They're not the you know, they're not the military of the galaxy. Um, but yeah, it was every episode was a 10 and his third episode was an 11. Like, oh, man, just amazing. Some close similarities between him, him and Anakin, isn't there, in terms of their. Um, behavior, even as a Jedi, people are aware of their behavior, but nobody's thinking that necessarily means that they're going to go down. Well, a, just the hubris path. of the Jedi that are like, they see, I mean, there's been so many instances in the books too, but like on this, like they see Dooku do like bad stuff and they're like, ah, he just kind of slipped a little bit. You know, he can never. Just having a bad know, day. <laughs> yeah, even like on, uh, he's like, he's a political idealist. He can never murder anybody. Like they don't believe that one of their own could turn, you know. Yeah, I mean, you got to think in the thousands of the years of galaxy at that point, what only 19 people were considered lost Jedi masters have left. And he was the I think he was the either the 20th or the 19th. I can't remember. But yeah, you got to think. So, yeah, you got to think out of the thousands, hundreds of thousands of Jedi they have only 19 masters have left. They're like, oh, we'll talk about it. It'll be fine. And that was the plan all along was to make distrust amongst the Jedi to involve them in wars that would divide them where some think they, they give shouldn't Ahsoka, be there. Like, no leeway. They instantly think she's bad. <laughs> like, yeah, they did rush that. Well, Tarkin, Tarkin <laughs> steered him in that direction, but you're right. You're right. She, he, they didn't give any pushback to any leeway to it. But where is that happen? That Dooku's already fallen, so does that make him not trust things? Because really I was surprised fall, so. at how close yeah, to yeah, I guess so. The movie he was still with the council. Like we thought in the movies, we thought Dooku had fallen, you know, well, and, and bad a long time ago. But he was still sort of involved with the council in F one at least. Yeah, he didn't leave well, bad. He was just like they didn't think. Yeah, he, he left. Was. Well, we got to remember. For the people that you know read certain books, he left nine years before episode one. Yeah. But it specifically says in the book uh, Padawan that just because he left the council doesn't mean he's on bad terms because he was back in the you know in the temple again. And young Obi Wan was like, "Isn't that the guy that left?" And it's like, just because he left doesn't mean he's not welcome. Although I don't think his security codes still work. 
to the point where he's allowed to change, you know, galactic entries and erase a planet. It seems like they he, would. He have used a couple Cypher, more. he used Cipher Deuses for that, and I yeah, assume yeah. got it from. from it. And his pin code Palpatine. is really bad. It's just like two buttons. Beep beep beep. Yeah, and that's, his, and that's his security clearance. It's like, come on. But you say he left the council. I thought we learned in this episode or in in the tales of the Jedi that. Mace got the council seat that was vacated by the person that they were investigating their death of or whatever, that they made it out like that um, because of his They're actions, whatever, they, they, they liked Mace, they chose Mace over him. So how, what did he leave? Cause he was, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't under the impression that he was, or maybe well, he eventually really gets on the council. Right? That was like way, but even though Mace looked the same age, but that was supposed to be like when they were super young. Well, well, that's Mace, Mace getting on the council, so they are young at that point. Because that was Mace to, getting the one. seat. Dooku would have Mace had to, got, the, uh, got his seat. After. So that had to be before episode one, right? Because Mace was already on the council in ep one. Yeah. And all yeah, of, he was on the all council. Explains yeah, he's the that, I thought that was, he's the one that questions Anakin. So yeah, he's already there. Yeah, and it has so to that, be established for a while if he's the one there making those. Ep one, yeah, he seems to be a seasoned um, council member at that point point so that and he might have left that he might have left really soon after that because he's like did you know you were going to be chosen he's like well i was surprised just like you were now and that might have been one of the things where he's just like all right i'm leaving like you know because he sees the type of person that's getting on the council where he may not agree with mace he's a, a rule follower type of thing and he's just like i don't agree with it so it could have been right around that nine year mark that episode not it might have been around nine years before f1 because there's no indication of what anything is up until the, his third episode. Yeah, no timeline at all. Yeah, right. The only one you could tie anything to would be would be the Yaddle episode. Because she yeah, says that's, that she says about her, the funeral for um, Qui Gon that they were all going to be heading off to it, and he's like, "I'd be bad company." So we have a have somewhat general timeline of that episode of those incidents. And I just love how the internet is like, Yaddo talks normal. And we discussed this almost, you know, in January or whatever, February, that one of the biggest surprises with the High Republic is that Yaddo speaks normal. So, yeah. and she straight up says, What do you think I talk like Yoda? And now the internet all, and of course, TV shows always get more attention than books. But, uh, but yeah, that's what I love. It's, I can just kind of flex and be like, Oh, shoot, I knew that for like eight months. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you should read the books. You should read High Republic. So, but yeah, amazing fight. I loved um, Bryce Dallas Howard as the voice of Yaddle. So it's just amazing. I mean, like I said, one of the best, probably the best animated show I've seen. I loved it. I loved it. Ahsoka did. Ahsoka did good too. Seeing her training stuff. Anakin still well, a jerk. A gr- I love that episode where you're like, again, again, and then they just keep doing it. Yeah. yeah, that was one of my favorites. I did like seeing her as a baby too, playing with that, oh, that good, tiger yeah. thing. With her mom, yeah. Oh, that episode. So yeah, that episode—that's the first episode, and, and I almost—I t- didn't, I, no chance I would tap out. I'm teasing, but almost tapped out because the first thing in the dialogue um, uh, that's on the screen—it's not the dialogue; it's the descriptor or the closed captioning or whatever. It says birds chirping, and then it says insects uh, making noise or whatever, and then it's nighttime. I'm like, wait, birds don't chirp at night. I, this isn't. Wait, this isn't going to work. But apparently, on her land or on her planet, birds chirp at night. Anyway, space whales, remember so. The mom, and I get where it was, but as the episode's happening, in the moment, the mom says, you must cherish and honor life. Blam! 
and shoots the the combine. <laughs> I was just like, she, she literally just. I rewound it. I literally first viewing whatever. I usually don't interrupt things whatever. But I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't she just say? I rewound it, and sure enough, she says the dialogue is, "You must honor and cherish life." And then the next action or two, there's no more words, whatever. But she's shooting the kaiba. Now, granted, we learned that whole history lesson or that lesson of life, and you do have to honor and cherish it. And any hunter will tell you that what they do is is purposeful, and it is. They even say in that episode that it'll feed. It's a heavy one. It'll feed many, and and you know honor the sacrifice that, that that's going on there and all that and then you have the whole tiger taking ahsoka and honoring life and all that that goes into it it was a great episode in that sense but yeah in that moment in that first blush first viewing of it she's like you just must honor and cherish life blam <laughs> did, <laughs> did anyone feel like there was a time jump like i felt like ahsoka was one year was one at that time did anybody else pick that up they say that because, they go on the hunt. Yeah, it's like, has, it been, a year has it been a year already? So was that, were the, was that just like a throwaway line, or was that to establish a timeline that Ahsoka's won at this point? Yeah, I yeah. think it was a, a line to okay. establish. I didn't see any age development in the kid, much of anything or whatever. Yes, yeah, I thought it was. Kids it, age a lot. You know, they change a lot from like birth to that. And I was like, she yeah, barely changed. Bit, but she barely changed. Yeah. I think the model, but yeah, a line to put in there to say, yep, nope, which it's been a year. It's time to take her on a hunt. Yeah. Um, time moves like a in space. <laughs> yeah. It has to be like I'm a one year. Your whole woman, man thing, Marie, you know, and, and, and the guy's like, really, do you have to do that? That doesn't seem very safe. And he was right because it wasn't very safe. And she's like, "Oh no, we got to honor the honor the honor the traditions and everything." Because he was kind of right. <laughs> no, um, it was it was a great fable, if you will, right? A great sort of type of uh, of storytelling of that type of fable. And and her, I, I still want to know how she got up on the tiger. She climb up, lift, force lift herself up there. Does the tiger flip her <laughs> up and do a do a? Lift her up and flip her up over his head type of trick uh, to get her up there. She flew. <laughs> she must have flew. <laughs> she's a year. She can, like, crawl. And... What was the last? I can't think of There were eight of them? How many were or six? What was the last one? The Inquisitor. Ahsoka. Yeah. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Uh, Ashla. And, right, right. The Ashla and her. That's how she becomes Fulcrum, right? Because, uh, or she uses a communicator to catch up with Bale to rescue the three people that are left and the one Yahoo that turned him in and destroyed his whole family. But he says, right. you're re you ready to get back into the fight. And she kind of nods. And I, I kind of took that was that was her coming back into the fold for rebels to become Fulcrum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which uh, Ryan, it's, Ryan's there's, not, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's weird that it's, there's a book Sorry. written about this. Like the Ahsoka novel is exactly like that. So it's and I don't consider it even though I read the book it was mediocre to me I don't yeah it was different a little bit but still relatively the same she still fights an inquisitor I'm surprised they didn't say that's where she gets her white lightsaber crystals from because of the book that's what happens but again maybe you don't want to spoil everything about the book so they just kind of tease it yeah and she still fights an inquisitor the fight might be a little bit longer they're on a farm, but she fixes robots. She's called Ashla. So I, right away I was like, oh, that's definitely it. Because she's like, just call me Ashla. So um, I think it's close enough. There was a lot of complaining where it didn't kind of match up with the book. But, but personally, I think it's... Of the same thing happening? Couldn't, well, couldn't she do it that's twice? Weird. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she, she's killing two Inquisitors, like, and, then, and calling Bail. She even calls Bail twice. Bail hunts her down. Bail oh, again Bale. is like, oh, she, she hasn't done. contacted me in forever. I can't remember exactly why she calls him. It might be for friends again. I read the book once. I might listen to it on audiobook. So yeah, I don't think they have. Con- I don't think that, right. She she. I have to go back to the book. I believe right because she does two planets, and I think maybe the first one. She, I can't think Filoni would screw that up that much. You know, I, the falls bail, but I, mean, I don't think she. It, I don't think she interacts with Bale in the book directly, like she, we saw in this one. Bale he, finds her because he recognizes the Togruta horns. He's like, I know that anywhere. That's Ahsoka type of thing. And I'm pretty sure they still have a normal connection and they team back up again. I can't remember 100% if it's because a communicator or what, but it's close enough to the book to not be like a major issue. And if you read the book, you get more information because I think the Kyber Crystals was a major reveal of it. Other than that, the book had no purpose to me because when I read a book, I expect to learn a lot about something. And it was like, oh, you're a farmer. Okay, that's great. Oh, okay, that's how you get your crystals. Okay, that's what I pulled from the book. Yeah. And then my mind just logs the rest of it else somewhere else. So, well, you think Filoni would, would disrespect? <laughs> yes. You think Filoni would really? I, I, I think he would. I, I'll say. It. I mean, I'll say it. I don't think he really cares about book canon. I really don't think. You know, he's going to do what he wants to do. Um, you know, they've already proved it with uh, oh. what overwriting the introduction of ezra or whatever with that other character or can canaan canaan i think and again i i I think it's similar yeah i think it's similar to the to to what you're trying to say here for ahsoka that it's not a complete 180 or a complete other direction yeah it's a bit of a certain point of view and it's a bit fleshed out more in one story or the other that it it, it is similar enough still builds robots she still meets a group of people she still fights an inquisitor she still goes with bail you know the book just expands on it in hundreds of pages more yeah. it looked beautiful I, when that house was burning behind them it was a beautiful scene i was like wow the animation it's amazing it looked that's the second time we've seen fire behind her i think he's got a thing for for having her yeah having her because <laughs> it was i i agree that that firehouse burning behind her was a very striking uh, visual um for for animation for sure yeah look it just looked real i like no, we got about five we got about five minutes before we lose uh, the chancellor completely so we should uh, button this up he's already chopping carrots he's getting dinner ready <laughs> i'm thinking about he's got a birthday already yeah well, my stomach is anyway so what do we have for the next or do we need a special senate because right the andor will have ended uh, for our next session Oh, it'll be over, over, won't it? Yeah, yeah it'll be yeah. way over by then. Yeah. Um, Make some High Republic. We're, we're going to have a good, hopefully, we'll have a good High Republic um, discussion next time around. Um, yeah, and the, and the Andor stuff. We might have to, we might have to split a few things up. We might have to have a, I don't know, we shall, we shall see how we, how we do it. We might have to have a, might have split into two episodes, depending on how Andor Andor That's what I was just getting ready to say. Andor's ending is is a holy cow HSOEF type of moment or whatever. Yeah, we're going to be calling. For, I mean, otherwise we're going to we'll be calling for a weeks. special senate because we're all going to be chopping at the bit to want to to want to uh, talk about it with somebody. Yeah. All right. Well, fantastic, right. fantastic session, everyone. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, everybody, and uh, we shall see you again next time round. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Bye, everybody. Be sure to follow us online. We're at Facebook at PSW Senate. Join our Positive Star Wars Facebook group where we all are in there interacting. You can find us on Twitter at PSW Senate. On Instagram, we're at PSW Senate Podcast. And on TikTok, we're at PSW Senate Podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. The Force will be with you. Always. doesn't take long. It won't feel that way to you, inside him, but um, let me know when you're willing to cooperate. Oh, and if you're having difficulty speaking, just shake your head from side to side. You'll want to be sure of that, Bix, that you're cooperating fully. It's repeat listenings that cause the most damage. Are we ready? Let's get on with it.